Neil Rod. That damn faggot. I can't stand him. WQM, happy uh, Wednesday to you. Now, you didn't tell me how the signal sounded when you were driving in this morning. Sounded fine today. Really? But I don't live that far south, though, so I don't know what's happening downtown. You better go downtown by the Herald Building and hear that uh, the waves crashing, rolling in. Downtown. A Regina woman claims she became violently ill last fall after drinking a cup of McDonald's coffee that she claims was contaminated by human feces. Oh, my God. She's suing both the restaurant chain and Saputo Foods Limited. The company that supplies its coffee creamers, according to a statement of claim filed with the Court of Queen's Bench in Regina. Can we say Regina on the air? Call up Joyce and find out. Okay. Cheryl Manziak said she made a disturbing discovery August 2008 after picking up her morning coffee at McDonald's outlet at 924 Victoria Avenue East in the east end of the city. After adding cream and drinking more than half the coffee, she found something round floating in it, said the statement of claim. (laughs) She said she subsequently came down with diarrhea and severe abdominal pain that required medical attention. Manzi said she had the remains of the coffee tested by a lab, which indicated several containments, uh, contaminants, including human feces. She's seeking money for loss of income, health expenses, and other damages, although no sum was mentioned. None of her claims have been proven in court yet, but McDonald's Restaurants of Canada Limited and Saputo Foods have denied the claims. We believe the allegations are totally without merit. We completely dismiss this claim, McDonald's said Tuesday in news release. McDonald's will vigorously defend its position in court. Hmm. She found something round floating in her coffee. Hmm. Round and brown. Well, if it was in the coffee, whatever it was, by that time, I'm sure it was brown. Yeah. Look at this. The uh, fake Tom Jicka sends me this press release. 99 Kiss. Are you aware of this? Do you know uh, Scott Simon? Yes, I do. And DJ Matt Walker, do you know these guys? I don't know Matt Walker. No. Well, you'll you'll meet him. One of these days when you're wandering the halls and Pete Lenny isn't feeding you a pile of crap. By the way, Pete Lenny, thank you so much for that five-page hate email last night. Mm. Like I said, the vultures are circling over, waiting to pick the bones off my dead carcass. I'm still here, though, by the way. I'm here. 99.9 Kiss Country WKIS is pleased to announce that as of June 22nd, what day is that? Is that a Tuesday? um, 10th. What? Is that like a Tuesday? No, it's a Monday. Monday. It's a week from Monday. DJ Matt Walker will come on board. Afternoon host Scott Simon will be moved to mornings. And the new morning team will wake up South Florida with the Simon and Walker morning show. Operations manager Ken Beeson. Boson? Who is that? Ken Boson. He's really cool. Becomes afternoon host with Darlene Evans and Eric Brandon, continuing his midday and evening host respectively. Eric Brandon. He's still on the air? Oh, yeah. Wow. He's got to be 100 years old by now. He's got to be almost as old as me. 
A 14-year radio veteran, Matt Walker comes to Kiss Country after hosting and producing a highly successful hot AC morning show in Kalamazoo. All right. Oh, I love Kalamazoo, man. I had two great years there. Previously, he spent several years in country radio in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and is extremely excited to be returned to country radio as a member of the Kiss team, as in Kiss This. Matt Walker brings a tremendous work ethic and a new fun energy to the Kiss team, said Ken Beeson, WKIS operations manager. We're very excited about Matt coming to Miami. He'll be a great addition to our team. General Manager Joe Bell commented, South Florida's in for a treat. Senator Walker, our funny, entertaining guys, will help get every day off to a great start. What? Hmm? What did you just say? I didn't say anything. Yeah, you did. You made a sound. <laughs> as soon as I said General Mangler Joe Bell, you like that. Don't tell me you two guys are on the outs. What? Yeah, see? By the way, let me say it again without any noise in the background, like over the uh, ID. The point five that came in yesterday, and this is, uh, this is a radio excuse. That was the third week in May. So I looked at the calendar last night. I was wondering. I was curious. Weren't you curious? Yeah. It was the 18th to the 22nd of May. Well, that's the week that uh, we were serving in limbo for three days. Hmm. So we were only on Monday and Tuesday that week. So you can try to hang that point five back around our necks like a, a noose, but good luck to you. You see what I'm saying? I do. Do you want to take credit for that whole week when we were only on two days? No. For that oh. point five? I don't. John in Fort Lauderdale, oh, I'm telling you, I got so much stuff, including that uh, P.D. Lenny uh, email. Yeah. Now, if you were me, will you read that? Go ahead. <laughs> it is so sick and so long, and I can't prove that it's from him. See, this is the problem. It is hate-filled, though, that's for sure. Oh, it's hate-filled, all right. From Peter Leonard, the radio guy, 10 at Yahoo.com, allegedly, and he, he t told you he didn't send me any email? True. Well, so I don't know. Could be from Fat Boy. Could be from a number of really sick, twisted people. John in Fort Lauderdale says, I was driving home last night around 6.20. I went out of the blue. Dan LeBastard launched a vicious attack on you. He ripped you a new one. A new Rectum. ass, I guess. Wow. You can stop right here if you wish, but here are some of the details. Why would I want to stop? He says, you're finished. No one is listening and won't be for the next two years under this new Arbitron system. Yeah, that's because he knows how the panel works, and if you don't have your audience on there now, it's not going to change because they have the same stiffs on there month after month, week after week, year after year. Absolutely. He says you bullied everyone in the market for the last 30 years, and now that you're down, you're blaming everyone else for your problems except yourself. He says you didn't do enough for George, didn't protect him. The real Mark Hockman jumped in at this point to disagree. He says you don't want to talk about the ratings now after talking about them forever while you were on top. Didn't I talk about them yesterday and every week? Yes. It's interesting. Joe Bell says I talk about them too much. Nobody cares about the weeklies. And LeBastard says I don't want to talk about them. All, all the while, Stu Gotts was chiming in, too. Take care, John in Fort Lauderdale. Thanks, John. Thanks for the spy report. You're small potatoes, LeBastard. Small potatoes. Didn't do enough for George. By the way, I uh, sent George a copy of that scathing email from P.D. Lenny. Yeah. I copied him on it. Because there's some people who are, you know, your friends to your face, and then as soon as they get the opportunity, they stab you in the back through the heart, stick a knife in your Rectum. ass. And that's either Petey Lenny or whoever the person was that wrote that scathing multi-page email. I'm sure it's him. And this morning, speaking of the vultures flying over, by the way, is this phone working or what? Uh-oh. Oh, wait, I don't have you potted up. Try it oh, out. don't scare me like that. Wow, because I'm sure we're going to get some really excellent calls. Tons. 
John Maynelli is back again. Rectum. Whoa. The uh, consultant in New York that I never heard of before that Howard got fired from the New York Post. Mm -hmm. Subject, yesterday's show. This, you know, wouldn't you think that a New York City consultant who's got, like, real clients would be too busy to be sitting listening to this show? Why is he so obsessed with this show? Hmm. Hello again, Neil. You got a few things wrong yesterday. Ray, my email to you. I think what he wants is a running debate back and forth on the show, which he's not going to get it. This is the last one of these I'm reading from him. Okay. Why was I listening if you're so bad? I tuned in to see how you'd handle your return from suspension. That's when I heard all the ranting about the new rating system. You said that you have no more than 16 minutes of commercials per hour. Whenever your four, whatever your four breaks consist of, the fact is that nearly every time you go away, you're gone for five to six minutes. Can't you see him sitting there with a stopwatch? I mean, this is a guy who desperately I have no life. needs to find a hobby. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing, sir? Hey, I, hey, I don't hear that. Of... You sorry? don't hear what? I don't hear that phone call. Well, I hear it. Hey, uh, remember you were talking about that lady in the coffee? How about the lady in the finger in the chili a few years ago? Remember yeah, that? how about it? Yeah. You, you didn't hear the caller? No, we got a problem because I can't hear the phone call. Oh, no. Oh. Let me try something else. Well, what do you mean try something else? I'll just punch up the dial tone, see if you hear it. Punch one up. Okay. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Listen, these people are ridiculous. Is there anything in your contract that says you actually have to talk? Can't you just sit there and, like, go... Yeah, I might, I might consider doing that. Make noises or something. Now, are you hearing this caller? Do, 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 do. Oi, oi, oi. Flea, are you hearing this caller? Yes. Oh, Flea, no, are talking you hearing? To Flea. Yeah, but now I can't hear you. Flea, can you hear oh, me? I can boy. hear the caller, but I can't hear you. Oh, my God. Okay, have a great oh, day, sir. Hey, now I can hear everybody. All right. Oh, okay. Oof. What was it? Uh, I don't know. I must have hit a button or something by accident. Yeah, quit hitting all the buttons for crying out loud. Let's get this new studio straightened out. Oh, my God. Anyway, that's crap that we're gone for five or six minutes. The, the breaks are four minutes, and then there's like a, maybe a 15, 20-second rejoin. Get a new stopwatch, John Maynelli. No wonder you're a loser. You said your uh, numbers just went up from 0.4 to 1.3, then to 2-something. I don't know what city you're looking at, but the latest men 2554 share I see for you is 0 0.5. That's right. That was the week that we were gone for three of the five days. That's right. Yep. Why did I say you have big ratings in Newsmax? I wrote that article before uh, the new uh, system arrived in Miami. Why can't we say the uh, word? I don't understand it. I don't know. Oh, we'll be delisted if we say it. I think that's a bunch of crap. You better check with Clarence if uh, she ever comes back. Yeah, Monday. You said, I've never been on the air, and I have some nerve critiquing you. I was a teenage AOR DJ from 1967 to 1970 and a TV news reporter anchored through the 70s, including WFLA-TV in Tampa. Mm. Also went on the air on all my talk radio stations to talk to listeners about programming. Wow, wouldn't that be uh, compelling? We can get John Manelli to come on the air and talk to the audience about programming. That should be a coma-inducing segment. Mm -hmm. You said, I'm a raving right-winger. Is that why I voted for Obama? True, I'm to blame for bringing Rush Limbaugh to New York and the nation, but he wasn't yet a GOP dot back in 1988. Nonetheless, I'm now ashamed of that, really ashamed, especially after the GM boycott thing. Two, I wrote for Murdoch News, Corp, Fox News, and New York Post, but only about radio. Ditto, writing for Newsmax. I'll admit that I'm proud of giving G. Gordon Liddy his start in radio. I like that guy. Unfortunately, like you, after he worked for me, he turned his show into a Christian science reading room. Neil, I heard you in the old days. I thought you did a really good show and deserved your big ratings. I thought yesterday he said I didn't really have big ratings. It was just a bunch of wired diaries. Isn't that what he said? I think so. Now today he says you deserved your big ratings and big bucks. If you did only two things in 2009, I think you could be at least 
50% as good as you were back then. One, pick better stories to read or have Flea find them for you. Find me some great stories, Flea. Okay. And two, get a new call screener immediately. The calls you started taking again a few days ago are terrible. I mean, really bad. If you don't want to expend the effort to salvage bad callers, have somebody pick good ones for you, says John Manelli again in New York, who's taken an unnatural, bizarre interest in this show. Are you going to pick us some good calls today or what? I'll try. Okay, well, let's do the break and let's do our 20-minute break. Anybody have a heart or a liver? Live in Chicago. Oprah. When it comes to sex, what women really want is... Susan Boyle, hello! You are having the best sex of your life right now. But really enjoying it, really enjoying every second of it. Do you love your vulva? It's pretty awesome. Take off your pants. Wow. Wow. Enormous. 108 inches all the way around. It's like a dream come true. <laughs> I would see that as a major problem. It doesn't bother me. I just want to touch you, okay? Yes. We'll be back in a moment. More sex talk. You should take some vitamins for it. <laughs> you should feed it like a dog. It's a 1018 at 560 WQM. What do we got today? We got the big O at 2? The big O? Oh! Oh, yeah. Then we got Mad Dog 4 to 7. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphin tonight, 7 to 8, and then the DA show, 8 to 11. Well, obviously, that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday that we were in limbo that week, uh, the third week in May, the uh, DA and his uh, cohorts, his partners in crime, obviously, this is a real pubic service, didn't they? Oh, yeah. But let's not start blaming other people for our own uh, failures, okay? We had a oh. .5 that week, whether we were on or not. Mike Johnson, who's beyond chronic, says, Can you explain what influence the ratings have on a radio station and a host? I guess that in the past, this was used as the basis for pricing advertising, with higher-rated shows getting a higher premium. But the way the diaries have been compromised over the years before the move to this new joke of a system, what effect does it have? What does that mean, the way the diaries have been compromised? I don't know. I don't know what it is either. No problem with being able to hear the QM signal from my car in Fort Myers. So hi to everybody in Fort Myers and Fort St. Lucely and the people listening online, but the people in Dade County can't. I don't know if they can hear us or not. Maybe we'll get a spy report from Dade County. So when are these phones going to work? When are they going to roll over and start like doing like a real uh, talk show? Any day is what I'm being told. Oh, brother. Any day. Any day, my ass. Oh, don't start pitching about engineering again. These guys are on top of it, Neil. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. Robert says, happy hump day. Love the show and been listening for years. Your show hasn't changed since George left, meaning he didn't add any value. That's a nasty shot at George, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Not saying Tick is doing a good job, but any monkey could do that job. That's why he's doing it on the show for free. <laughs> How come you can burp on the air, but you can't fart? What's the uh, logic, says Robert? There is no logic because Joyce says so, okay? How come you can't say this? How come you can't say S-bag and D-bag? Because Joyce says so. And that's the kind of company this is. They just let this bitch, I mean, they let her make it up as she goes along. Let's see if we get a date spy report, see if they can hear us. QAM, hello. Oh, boy, getting coached in the background. QAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. No way that John Manelli guy, that's not the real guy. He can't be. You really think that guy's going to sit there and write emails to your show? Who? Uh, the John Manelli guy. No, it's him. Can, it's, can, it's him, can, for sure. Can we or somebody call his offices and, and uh, confirm that? Yeah, go ahead. Call John Manilla, a consultant in New York, and see if he's the one that sent the emails. Okay. I can guarantee it's him. But now, why do you say that? I just know it's him. I can tell. 
But you couldn't tell for sure if it was P.D. Lenny that wrote that scathing five-page email ripping me and George an ass. Well, I said it looks like the way he writes. Uh-huh. There you go, P.D. Lenny. Flea believes it's you. He's positive. And I sent him a, uh, a physical copy of facts of your sick, twisted five-page email. I hate. There's nothing worse than two-faced people. I mean, you know, it's one thing that people don't like you. They're, you know, as you go through life, there are people who like you, people who will tolerate you, think you're okay, and then the people who hate you like poison. But there's nothing worse than people who glad-hand you and pretend to be your buddy-buddy and, uh, you know, suck up, and then behind your back just stab you first chance they get. Wouldn't you admit that was one of the worst emails in the history of mankind? I'm not reading it on the air. It was hate-filled. Hate-filled to say the best. I think you should share it. You do. I'm going to have to put a lot of um, yeah, <laughs> a lot, lot of, of censorship, a lot of these in there, because every other word is another expletive. Even see you next time is in there. Now, how come Lion Six is on hold now? I don't know. Q A M. I'm your friend. Oh, very bad. Weak imitation. Q A M. Hello. Daniel Spy Report, yeah. Dade County. What is it? Spy Report, Dade County. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm over here on 70th and Collins, and the wave is light. It's a light wave today on 70th and Collins. A light wave. Yeah, but I drive around in my car a lot, and it, it, it's really bad on, on the, all the causeways going to the downtown and the beaches, and downtown by Jacks Memorial Hospital and anywhere in Brickell area. Forget mm -hmm. about it. It's unlistenable. Okay, thanks for the bad news, Pally. You got it, bud. Ciao. Okay, see, there's the deal. If they could hear us in Dade County, it might help a little bit. Of course, it's true with all the other shows as well, but nevertheless, maybe we're on nighttime pattern on midday. Maybe that's it. Could be. Oh, boy. Don't don't say that. Oh. Do you value your uh, position there as chief uh, butlicker and nose sniffer? Laura says, wow, this is long. Oh, this is about the radio reception. Laura says, I'm a relatively new listener. I tuned into your show about five years ago. I haven't stopped listening since. Thanks, Laura. Don't really know how your show was before, but I have really enjoyed your shows at WQAM. Oh, you should have heard it when it was good, Laura. <laughs> oh. Most of your veteran listeners will say I miss the better parts, but you've entertained my often boring days at the wheel of my delivery truck. I've been recently annoyed by the signal, though. I drive all over the Tri-County area and can pinpoint some areas with the worst reception. Some areas are always bad, but since the move to the new building, it's gotten worse. How do you like that? I thought when we moved to the new building, it was supposed to be a lot better. With the new equipment and the new this and the new that, the new boards, right? Yeah, I don't know why we'd make a difference, though. Well, that's what she says. Let's start with State Road 441 in the Hollywood area. The area's always been horrible. Rock Island and Tamarack has pretty bad reception as well as the downtown Miami area. I can hear you pretty well in West Palm Beach, but the turnpike around commercial is one of the worst. These are just a few examples. The ocean motion sound has really gotten worse. The ocean motion. QAM, we put the motion in the ocean, baby. I'm glad one of your listeners explained what it was. Yeah, that was a good call, that engineer, yesterday. There was a good call, John Manelli, from an engineer that knew what he was talking about, about how we're basically fighting off the uh, uh, Castro signal there from Cuba. I don't know why Mr. Bell doesn't want you to read these complaints on the air. Obviously, he gets bored with them because they seem never-ending. What he should be concerned is that the few listeners the station has left would like him to do something about the reception. Instead of addressing all the emails to you and flee, he should address it to us, all the listeners. Maybe he doesn't care about us. I'm really sorry you have to go through all this grief with this company. I'm sure if they left you alone, the show would be way better. I think I'm going to miss George this summer. If he's listening to your show today, I really wish him the best. Good luck, George, says Laura. Good luck, George. Finally, I enjoyed Flea's show last Friday. I want to thank Flea for getting me hooked to Gaslight Anthem. It's really a great band. Oh, yeah. 
Hope he keeps suggesting bands like George did. I like Josh as a sidekick. I'm glad he's still around. I do miss him. I liked him when he was on your show. Now if we can just have Fat Chris show up a couple times during the summer, that would be like the good old days. <laughs> what are you char chortling about with Fat Chris? You we, don't think he's going to come in for free? We can make it happen. We can make it happen. Anyway, thanks for your time, Neil. Thank you for the countless hours of distraction you provided to me and the other listeners. Kisses, Laura. Thanks, Laura. Laura's the one happy listener out there. No complaints about me or you or that. Thanks, Laura. Leave it to a lady. Here's the poll from yesterday. I don't go to spectator sports often because. 905 votes. It's easier to stay home and watch them on TV. 363. The ticket prices are too high. 232. The athletes are spoiled and overpaid. 95. I don't like sports. 66. Food and drinks too expensive. 39. I do go often. 39. They're usually boring. 34. Too many drunken fans. 27. And the weather. 10. Don't want to go and get soaked. I remember going to a uh, Dolphin game once upon a time. I think it was against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. No, maybe it was against the Packers. I forget. It doesn't really make any difference. It was just pouring down rain, and we kept standing like in the aisleways, you know, to try to avoid getting soaked. Yeah. It just started out of nowhere, you know. Well, the last three days here, there's been, like, monsoons blowing in around 5 o'clock. Really? Oh, nasty. That should really be good for the signal. I mean, if a pigeon farts in Tamarack, they can't hear us in Kindle. Oh, Neil! I... Oh. And now an excerpt from the audiobook of Larry King, My Remarkable Journey. <laughs> it wasn't long after my big win at the track. I blew most of it on hookers and bought stock with American Motors. Soon I discovered the art of writing bad checks. Now Miami is the biggest small town in the world, so being a minor celebrity, that made it easy. I could walk into any liquor store and say, you know who I am? I'm Larry King, star of Weekend Update and personal friend of Mitchell Wolfson. Well, naturally, they'd gush all over me and ask how much I wanted. Then I'd sign it, Ralph Rennick. <laughs> Look at how I was hanging wallpaper all over town. I got known as Larry, King of the Rubber Jack. Eventually, I got pinched and was rotting away in the tombs, which turned out to be the biggest break of my career. <laughs> Next chapter. How I made millions, millions, and never paid anyone back. Only <laughs> fifty dollars. Ten thirty-one at five sixty WQAM. Happy Wednesday to you. So slowly but surely, we're ironing out the bugs, right? It's going to take what six, seven months. <laughs> that sounds about right. To get to figure out which button does which and etc. It's okay because we would take a whole bunch of calls right now, but there aren't any. Five six seven oh five sixty, and then of course I give that toll-free number out, which is what about ninety percent of the lines. Right. One eight seven seven. Did anybody explain to you how come my lines 1 through 7 are all that number? No. No. Oh. Because they felt like it? I think so. 1-877-785-6345. That's just not a number anybody's going to remember. 1-877-785-6345. Well, what I don't understand is how come that 877 number doesn't work, like, nationwide? Because that would cost too much money, dummy. Oh. That would cost a lot of money. I got you. I don't even know if it works like in Tallahassee or Gainesville or, you know, because we do have people listening online in those places. Tampa, Naples. I, I don't know where it works. They've never told us. Well, we should, do a, wanna, huh? we should do a contest. The farthest call on the 877 line wins uh, a pair of Marlins tickets. Yeah, but they can call <laughs> up and say anything. Oh, I'm in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, right. <laughs> a pair of Marlins tickets. Come on. Get, the Marlins won last night. They pulled it out, baby. Yeah, walk-off homer. Who won the hockey game? Uh, the the uh, Penguins. Yeah, they were had one nothing when I went to bed. So it's going to go to game seven. 
Oh, please, not Detroit. Please. WQAM, hello. Hi, Drone. I'm your friend. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. It's been a very long time since I talked to you, but I, and I, do, I do know that uh, I think you said a couple weeks ago how this is not really the Neil Rogers show. This is like the... The, the edited version well, of the Well, it is what show. it is. It's been this way for a long time, and instead of, uh, you know, uh, going on about that every day, we're just going to do the best we can, that's all. Yeah. Um, and, and in reference to Levitard, I mean, that's, that is actually insane. Soon he'll be, off, he'll be off the air, and he'll be over at 640 with Depot, and then, you know, maybe they can throw in Hank over there, and then it'll be like the, uh, the old-timers over there, mm-hmm. over at 640. Anyway, um, Game 7, you got a take on that or no? No, like I said, anybody but Detroit. Anybody but Detroit. Well, what does okay, that mean? Well, I have a take on it. I, I haven't got any idea. The home team has won every game so far. So. I know, but it's been a good series. It's been, you know. It's I, been I, ask me how much and I've it, watched. I watched maybe and, and, five minutes of the game last night. See, I'm not one great? of those people that gets all whipped up about a series that doesn't that doesn't have a team that I'm really uh, involved with, mm-hmm. or that I can really root for. And I, I don't like uh, the Red Wings at all because I'm sick and tired of them, and I've always hated them like poison. And uh, the Penguins, I can live with with or without. So I didn't watch very much. Did you watch the whole game? No, I didn't watch any of it. Oh, you were watching NBA last night? Yeah. You were watching hoops. Hoops over hockey? Now that's bad. And my wife just texted me and said she's at the Herald and the signal is still bad. Can't hear us at the Herald. Well, that's good because they hate me like poison at the Herald. I wonder what Barry Jackass is going to do. Maybe Barry's listening online now. David Carradine went to an L.A. sex shop he frequented just three weeks before he died and placed a large order for clothing, toys, and videos. According to the owner of Susie's Delights in Terrence, or Terrazana, California, Carradine was a regular in the store, shopping there a few times a month for years. The owner tells us Carradine owned almost all, every piece of bondage equipment in the store. <laughs> the owner Carradine placed the order Carradine placed because it included women's lingerie, stockings, a few pieces of bondage equipment, and three bondage DVDs. Some of the items were on back order, and Carradine was ex- expected to come back and pick them up a few weeks later, but he never did. The owner told us when Carradine placed the order, he talked to her for almost an hour, saying he was upset because he felt his wife was unhappy with him. This is from TMZ. <laughs> David Carradine, sex toy shopping list. Well, he was a kinky guy, you know, and now he's dead. Yeah, I guess he he's won't be picking that just, stuff up now. He's just hanging. Mary said, uh, hello from North Carolina. I am for once glad I can listen to you on the radio. No, not on the radio, on the streaming, she means. The streamer is coming in loud and clear today. You think Joe Bell is planning to create ratings for you? You're the best. Yeah, I don't think so. I, th- I still think they because he sent me that thing twice, you know, with the numbers yesterday and the day parts. 0. 0.5, 0. Yeah, well, that was uh, not us. That was in limbo week, May 18th through the 22nd. Isn't it a good thing I looked that up? Yeah. Because otherwise we'd feel like, oh, geez, we were up to a 1.3 and now we're back to a, to a 0.5, according to uh, John Maynelli. That was him, all right. Who was it was trying to tell me it wasn't really him? Oh, the caller, yeah. Yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and AT and T wireless line. I'm, I'm I don't know if I, we really want to give that toll free number out. It's just cumbersome, and they don't roll over, right? No. How, how can that be? <laughs> I'm not sure. How can that be? QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Let's try one more. QAM, hello. Ah, this is John Bully here, you bag. Oh, my God. Pete 
Peter says, Peter in Naples says, your signal over here in Beasley Land, Naples, is the worst it's ever been. There was a time when QM seemed as strong as any local station during the day, especially back in the days of music. Well, that's like a hundred years ago, Peter. In Naples, the Cuban station has all but drowned you out. Further north in Fort Myers, you lose the Spanish, but now we also have the wave. Unbelievable, says Unbelievable. Peter in Naples. No, it's very believable. we got issues, man. we got technical issues, and I'm told, oh, no, don't be picking on them. These are the same guys that fix everything right away for you. Well, well how, how right away is that thing with the phone system? You think that's getting fixed right away? No. Day after day, morning after morning, I come in here. Of course, it's only the third day in the new studio. It seems like we've been in here for months. Yeah. With all the technical hijinks and low jinks. I don't understand why these lines go back on hold after I get rid of them. QAM, hello. Now, see, there's something really bizarre. The whole phone system is messed up. But don't complain. QAM, hello. Right away for you. Hello. Yes. Neil? Yes, ma'am. Hi, I can hear you loud and clear, and I'm, I'm in West Palm Beach. Well, thank God for that. Somebody can hear us. And the other thing is Eric Brandon. He does the Fisherman Report on Saturdays on QAM. Yep. So that's Eric Brandon is doing fishing reports? Yeah, it's part yeah. of Manage's thing. It's from, I think, 6 to 9 a.m. Oh Saturday yes. morning. Oh, God. Wow. Yes. And I in just want to tell you, I'm sorry that George left, but Flea, I listened to Flea on Friday. In fact, I called in. And I told him he was doing a good job. Well, thank God for that. Yes, and you do a wonderful job also, and I've been listening um, for five years also. And um, the only one question I have is, they're talking about the ratings in sports, but IOD doesn't have sports. Mm -hmm. so they get up there all the time. Well, they have a lot of right-wingers who are like, it's like a religion to them. They listen, you know, like the people that watch Fox News, it's the same thing. Oh, okay, because I really don't like that station, and I don't listen to it. I don't even even like the political scene, but I was just curious because it doesn't make sense. You do the greatest job you can do. Yeah, well, not so great anymore. Have a great day, sweetheart. You too. Bye. Thanks. Not so great anymore. That's what John Manelli says, and that's what Dan LaBastard says. I know that I'm really uh, very impressed by the critiques of all these radio maven experts. Oh, yeah, John Manelli is a radio maven. He knows his crap. I'm not interested in any more critiques, John Manelli. Maybe he's up there in New York listening online right now again. Could be. Well, that, that's sad. And where, where did he come from? Why, why did he inject himself into the show all of a sudden? Like I said, it's like the turkey vultures buzzing around over what they perceive to be the dead body. Well, I'm still alive, okay? Don't ask me how, but I'm still alive. I haven't got to the day's poll yet. Uh-oh. This, this was sent in by some goofball trying to stir up some trouble. 477 votes. What would happen if George and Neil were on different stations at the same time? 477 total. I listened to Neil, 234. I'd switch back and forth depending on my my, my mood, 114. Who cares as long as George makes his 75 grand? <laughs> that was 66. my vote. <laughs> 66. It would be stupid, 36. I'd listen to George, 20. It would make for fun ratings, ratings book day, 7. Now, we don't want to spend a lot of time on those ratings because you know what Jolly Joe says? Oh, two and a half hours on the, on the weeklies. Nobody cares. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever you're talking about, Neil, nobody cares. That, that's the deal with him. Just like I said yesterday, like the callers would say, Oh, I don't want to hear what you guys are talking about. Change the subject. And what do you want to hear about? Oh, anything else. Anything beside what you're talking about. Now, that's pretty damn constructive of you if you ask me. Oh, Neil. Yes, Neil. Good. 
Due to unforeseen circumstances during Sunday's MTV Movie Awards, our lawyers have advised us to clarify to our viewers when it is and is not appropriate to put your ass in someone's face. At a cheesy award show. At a funeral. At a frat party. At your mother-in-law's tea party. At movie theaters as you squeeze through the aisle to get to your seat. At the movie theater in line for popcorn at the concession stand. At your house, holding down your 8-year-old so you can flatulate in their face. At your house, holding down your 8-year-old's friend. Thank you. And remember, nothing on MTV is staged. And the fact that we have multiple cameras available to perfectly cover unplanned events is purely coincidental. 1045 at 560 WQAM. I, I would have swear I heard a little raspberry in there somewhere, didn't you? No, I didn't hear anything. Oh, okay, good. Here's an email from George. Because oh! I copied him on that uh, email, that caustic, sick, twisted thing that said it was from P.D. Lenny last night. Yeah. George says, I doubt very seriously this is our Pete. We've been in touch several times uh, since, since my firing. He's been very helpful as a reference, got me other references, and got me in touch with Steve Lappa. He's never said a bad thing about you either recently or when I was working there. I'm pretty sure this is some other crazy. That's an interesting interesting way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah. This is some other crazy person. Right. I'm as busy as an unemployed person can be doing stuff with friends and family. When I'm not, I'm hustling for prospective sponsors. The people I'm stalking or I'm talking to only care how many clients I can bring in with me. I have about a dozen but could still use more. Right. So if people are saying they still want to help, they can write an email saying they'll buy ads on my show if I ever get one and send it to George at the George Rodriguez Show dot com. Jorge at the Jorge Rodriguez Show dot com. Popped the show on a couple of times, heard you talking about the signal. It sounds fine to me both at home and in the car. Well, thank God they can hear us in Hollywood. Oh, let's hear it. Thanks, George. So I guess he's doing OK. Yeah, that's good. And I guess we have to find another source for this sick, twisted... See, you said it was Petey Lenny. You were sure it was him. Well, it just looks like the way he writes because he uses all caps a lot. Mm -hmm. But, I, you, know, you know, knowing Peter, I don't know that he's that filled with hate. And that was a very hate-filled email. Hate? I mean, that was vile. you got to read it. You have to share it with the people, I'm telling you. I do? It's compelling. Okay, well, I'll get to it in the next hour. I'll keep my hand close to the dump button. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I won't slip. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, you know, I did it once there, but I don't think it's going to happen again anytime soon. Trust me. Wes in Lakeland says, is that the John Manelli who hired Rush at WABC and aired both his local New York show and national version? Is that good radio or what? The answer is, what? Is that the John Manelli who wrote a column for the New York Post while General Mangling, a radio station group? Is that the blatant conflict of interest or what? The answer is, what? Neil, rather than focus on rating numbers, why not ask Joe Bell and his dogs to quote you the revenue generated by your show compared to your peers as if you had any peers? I'm not just guessing here, but I'd suspect that green is the reason WQM originally got the Neil Rogers show. That's correct. And they never lost money on this show, at least back in the day. I don't know about now that we're in a depression. But this show always made them a lot of money. You know, it's with those 45-minute breaks we got that John Miller was all whipped up about. First of all, what, what control do we have over the length of the breaks? None. I mean, thank goodness that Norma, in his infinite wisdom, got that in the contract right from the get-go. Maximum 16 minutes of spots per hour. Because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say there are other shows that have a lot more than that, but nevertheless. Sergio on West Palm Beach says, I hear you almost all the time, loud and most of the time clear, up here in my office near downtown West Palm Beach. Have my radio at my orifice window on the 8th floor. Signal is best for Mad Dog Show. <laughs> That's interesting. The signal is best for the Mad Dog Show. How do you like that? All right. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Okay, so you want me to read this thing? I think you should. 
came in last night. And again, these, these things are coming in like in the evening, out of the blue. This one came in late at night. And it's allegedly from Peter Leonard. Petey Lenny, our, who you had on the air during your um, fill-in last Friday. Right. Oh, boy. But he says he didn't write it, and George says it doesn't sound like him, and he's been very helpful and et cetera. Which I know this, is true. You know what is true? He's been trying to help George. Well, so then why would he rip him an ass? Right. But anyway, it's allegedly from him. And it says, you suck. It says some other things, but I can't, you know. A lot of things I can't read in here. I better get my finger on the... Neil, it's with a heavy heart that I composed this email. I've been a faithful, loyal listener for 21 years. Faithful and loyal, two words you'd be hard-pressed to know the meaning of, you spineless faggot. Recently, you've been made aware of the truth through the new Arbitron measurement. You've been out of touch with South Florida and the realities of this market since before your exodus to another country where they tolerate behavior like yours. You are no longer relevant. You are no longer topical. Your one strong, huge audience is either dead or sick of hearing how schmitty your show has become. George was an ass clown. Doesn't say clown. Stuck in that sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle he thought was so important to the audience, and your show is like masturbation. And only you enjoy it, and you should be arrested for doing it in public. Oh, for God, you've already been through that humiliation, getting caught red-handed with your tiny in your hand at a gay movie house. Those new numbers are more accurate than you think, more accurate than giving some Neely a diary and having him suck your ass by writing that they listen sun up to sundown to your Schmidt show. How am I doing with these, um... Pretty I good. I'm doing okay. Yeah. You showed your two colors with George. There are those of us who know the truth. We know what an S-bag you are. Self-centered, arrogant, a true see you next time in the truest sense of the word. A true... A woman unhappily stuck in a man's body. <laughs> oh, let me go out and buy some lingerie. Yeah. We can't wait till you're off the air enjoying your lonely days at Woodbine. And believe me, we are so sick of hearing about your casino and your Chinese food and your fag boyfriends you have to buy. And in your gay, sick, twisted mind, you think these boys love you. They're infatuated with you. They're laughing at you as they take your money, cars, food, drugs, free rent, and let you suck their with zealousness. Wow. And again, talk about just total imagination, wild fantasy. Go F yourself. The advertising community no longer gets the results you once proclaimed to be king of. The radio community, those employed in it think you're washed up, and those who were once glued to their radios from 10 to 2 now no longer give an F what you say. Because most of the time it's wrong info, or you're conjecturing bullshit that you invent to create controversy. Know all about it. You suck, you're irrelevant, you're over the hill and washed up, and no amount of money or savings you have can change the fact that you should have retired long ago, way back when someone, anyone would have cared. Because, frankly, we don't. And you think dinosaurs like Bob and Tom are funny? Guess that really shows how old, tired, and effed up you really are. Go watch some old Steve Allen shows or game shows that went out and down the drain like the rest of your effing hair, you old, tired, useless, soon-to-be-impotent piece of crap. F you and have a nice day doing it. <laughs> so what do you think he really meant? Oh, a nice pleasantry there at the end. Yeah. So I, I wrote back, but evidently he didn't get it because it's not his email address. Right. It's some other. Maybe it's Dan Labastard or one of those misfits over there. Hmm. I mean, there's so many possibilities, you know. Well, it's, it's good to know that it isn't the uh, real Petey Lenny. At least not according to George. Well, Peter's a good-natured person. I'd find it hard to believe that he has that much hate inside. But you never know. Get out of here. You've been saying all morning long, you've been saying it's really him. He writes like that with big capitals. That looks no, like I'll, something. I'll admit to that. He uses caps a lot, and there's a lot of caps in this uh, in this email. That was the one thing, yeah. looking at it, that I said, wow, maybe this really is Peter, because he's, he's famous for using uh, caps a lot. Johnny Dark chimes in. Everybody's chiming in now. This is great. This is like, like a wake. 
I'm not going to dance on your grave like the others, but you should be open to suggestions. Rick Shaw was onto something with his suggestions. Also, no one wants to hear boring guests. But it would be interesting if he had Tom Jick on from time to time to talk radio. They don't want Tom Jick on, I'm sure of that. Not that I care what they want. Mm. It was always interesting when he used to come to your show in the old days. I wouldn't mind calling in with my thoughts either. You should embrace the past, not run away from it. What does that mean? He wouldn't mind calling in with his thoughts either. Johnny Dark. Oh, good. Signal is doing bad south of 36th Street. If you're in Dade County, we apologize, okay? Blackie says, I think Joe Bell sent the fake Pete Lenny email. <laughs> Could be. I guess he's trying to start some compelling radio. Streaming sounds super, says Blackie. Thank God the streaming sounds great today. All right. Now, just don't forget those streaming stats, because those are the stats that mean something to me. That you can actually track. I mean, it, it's scientific. It's not just, just some random. And let me say it again. Did I say it on the air? Or did I just tell you off the air? Ten percent of the sample of this new panel that they've got from Arbitron. Ten percent of the sample is children from the ages of six to twelve. The yeah. total audience always used to be twelve plus, but now we've got six to twelve. Do you know any advertisers who are gearing toward children six to twelve? I don't. Or any advertising agencies, unless they're selling like uh, Flintstone vitamins or something. I, I don't. I don't. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. Ten percent of the panel is kids six to twelve years old. Not that that's the first indication that the whole methodology is screwed up. And they're getting sued, by the way, for by stations all over the country. Well, we currently I have. I will guarantee you, if our sports segments were suffering the same fate as we are midday with invisible numbers on this new methodology, I guarantee you, this company would be in court right now suing Arbitron's ass. But they're not. We currently have 386 people listening on the WQAM website. Yeah. And at 8 a.m., we had 111. Wow. To the highly rated Joe Rose show? Yeah, and at 10 a.m., it was 233. And now it's how many? 386. Wow. And usually the noon hour is the biggest hour. Well, keep uh, your eye on it. Keep that graph. Keep that chart. When in doubt, print it out. Baron Fitz says, Uncle Neil, I miss George worry about how he's going to find a gig in this market. He's not a right-wing nutbag or a sports nerd. Those seem to be the only two options in South Florida radio these days. Well, he must have something going on because he's collecting sponsors, etc. It sounded somewhat promising. I hope I'm wrong and wish George the best of luck. I will say one positive thing about Flea. Unlike George, who was either too cool or too used to your shtick, Flea actually laughs when you say something funny. It's the goofiest damn laugh I've ever heard, but it does add to your show. So keep laughing, okay? Okay. Keep the contrived laughter coming. Baron Fitz likes it. Ten fifty six. I just left a pregnant pause there because I wanted to see if you might chuckle a little bit. You know, like, but you didn't do it. No, no. Sorry. This is the Neil Rogers Show. You, 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 you fairy. This is your brain. Any questions?
one cake snake. at 560 WQM. Happy Wednesday to you. Well, I'll tell you, since the, we got these phones back, they're pretty quiet, and that's because it's uh, a mess. Wouldn't you think it would be a little more active if those lines 1 through 7 would, like, you know... Yeah, I would, I would assume so. 1-877-785-877. Yeah. There's always that 77 in life, no matter where you look. one eight seventy seven seven eight five sixty three forty five. I can't remember that number. But just look on our website above the poll and you'll see that number. I'm not going to say suck Neil. That's what that trans S U K N E I L. Who came up with that brilliant idea? Actually, I think it was George. Was that George's idea? I think so. That's what I was told. Who told you that? I think one of the engineers. I see. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Um, yes, sir. I think that letter is from across the street, like you said, from uh, Lobotomy. Mr. Lobotomy over there. Yeah, when I got to work this morning, uh, a guy I work with listened to that Sport Hole radio, which I don't listen to. And he happened to mention to me that uh, Levitard went on a rant last night, and it, long story short, in just it sounded, what he described to me sounded like that letter about being really? over the hill, your old news, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's probably where it came from was across the street, actually. Well, that makes it that much more meaningful. Thanks a lot, Pally. No, but hey, also, who writes Joe Rose's spot? Does he write them himself? Is, uh... Don't be knocking our spots, sir. That's our bread and butter. Don't knock anybody's spots. That's the one area where we don't go. You feel like you bought from the factory. I, those singing spots, they send me. I can't tell you where they send me, but it's not far away. It's right across the hall, right to the porcelain bus. WQAM, hello. Not there. That's that 800-877 number, too. That's a shame. Now, what happens when you punch up two and three? And why don't they go away when I drop them out when I go to the next line? I don't understand that. They go on hold. Something really strange going on. Yeah. I guess I have to just hit the drop key on this little box. Brennan says, my dad got me into your show when he would drive me to school back when you were on Zeta. I've been listening over the years as much as school and work would allow. I have no complaints other than George getting a raw deal, says Brennan. Thank God for you, Brennan. He has no complaints other than George getting a raw deal. That's right. George got screwed. But then again, a lot of people are getting screwed here lately. It's going around. It's like a whorehouse. Everybody's getting screwed and tattooed. So it's, I guess it's refreshing to know that Petey Lenny didn't write that hate feel. Uh, you know, no, he didn't, write, he didn't write it. How do you know that? Because I'm talking to him. And what did he say? He's denying. He's reading it right now for the first time. He's, he's like, looking at it. Does he see his name on top of it? Yeah, he sees his name, but he doesn't know what that email address is that it came from. Good. So this is probably some loser across the street or maybe fat boy or one of those guys, you know? Yeah, it's not, Peter. One of those malcontents in the business who hates me like poison. No, I know Petey loves me like uh, crazy, even though he does suck on ear and don't ever put him on again. Right, and he said that he would never reference Steve Allen because he's not 100 years old. Oh, come on. Now, Steve Allen, and even you know who Steve Allen is, even you who yeah. never heard of Bill Cullen. Does he know that you never heard of Bill Cullen? 
Well, once I saw I who he was. I guarantee you, P.D. Lenny heard of Bill Cullen. Yeah, once I saw who Bill Cullen was, then I recognized him. I just didn't know him by name. You know, I think my, my I think Johnny Dark was onto something. Is Petey Lenny still in there? Yeah, he's here. Now, have you got a guest mic? Let's put him on the air. I don't have a guest mic, but he can use mine. You don't have a guest mic? No, Good. not yet. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Petey Lenny. I can hear him. Now, can you imagine my thoughts when I see your name attached to a piece of dreck like that? Yes, I love this email. It's pretty funny, actually. But uh, I, wish, <laughs> I wish I could write this as well. You know, the funniest, one of the funniest letters I ever got in my life. You've accused you, 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 you uh, made it up. You accused me of that P.D. Lenny thing five years ago. Remember? No, that? no, this, this was about uh, the fat-filled sandwiches. Oh, that was great. That was you. What are you talking about? <laughs> I never, dude, I have not written. I've, anything I've ever had to say to you, I've had the, the um, cojones to yeah. say in person. And you know how much I adore you, so I don't want to hear any crap yeah, well, throwing my name kiss, around. Kiss my ass a little bit, okay? It's getting a little raw from all the, um, all the ripping it's taken lately. Yeah, I hear you, man. You know, and me too. What do you think I do sitting here? Now, let me just let me pass it along to you since you are a salesperson, even though you're over at Power. Go ahead. Just FYI. Yeah. That's 0.5 in week number three. Now, did you hear me mention this on the air? Um, that was the no. week that Flea and I were in limbo three of the five days. So it, we really can't hang that around our necks. Oh, so your ratings went up from a 000 to zero zero five. That's good. When you're not on, that's good. Stay off more. The ratings will go up. I love that. See, what I tell you, wasn't this a good idea? No, we had a 1.3 the previous week oh, when good. we were here, and then we went back down to a 0.5 the week that we weren't here most of the week. Excellent. You, you better start catching up on these. I got to better start attention. having some seminars with Jolly Joe Bell. Yeah, I work for Power now, so I'm okay. Oh, that's right. And you guys kicked <laughs> ass in this latest uh, bogus thing, too. Well, there's over a million people who listen to us. There's five stations with a million people listening. That means that there's five million people in the market, which there aren't. Well, the bad part of it is there aren't a million people who can hear QAM. That's the bad part. Right. Oh, now, how are you hearing our signal? Or you don't listen? I've got. Uh, I bought a new hamster, and uh, he's a much faster runner for my my personal transmitter. Okay, home. like I said, this was a bad idea. Have a great day, uh, day you too, pal. Take care. See ya. He's doing more of that sit down comedy. Well, I, I didn't say he'd be the one to bring in there to have on here. You know. Yeah. Johnny Dark would be interesting, moderately, and then he could rip me for. Oh, you're. What do you say about the bird? The way you treat the bird. WQAM. Hello. Where's all the white people? Yeah. Okay. WQAM, hello. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, Neil, how you doing, man? Okay. I'm, I'm uh, heading out of South Florida, going up to Tampa for a little while. But I'll let you know, I got a brother here. He, he loves you. He's never heard you before. He's been down here for about four weeks. We've been listening to you. I've I listened to you religiously for um, uh, since the Zeta days. So, but, in other words, you, you have no complaints with the show? Is that it? No, never one. Oh, only one small suggestion. Yes. Would you please watch the show of Sank Redemption? <laughs> no. <laughs> Have a great day, Pally. No, if, I, if I watched it, then what are these people going to talk about? What are they going to bitch about? Oh, you got to watch that. I mean, you know, it's something for them to say. That idea, your idea of putting Petey Lenny on there, that was not good. Well, sorry. He's doing sit-down comedy again. He's always, that's the one thing I said to you this morning, and it's true. He's always on. Always. Always. Like Robin Williams, he's always doing that same, always on. You know, he's always doing showbiz shtick. But thank God that wasn't Petey Lenny that wrote that crap. Although he did find it amusing. And he denies writing those brilliant letters years ago. that We, we used to have them up on the wall in the old studio. You and those fat-filled sandwiches. Oh, that was good. <laughs>
Those were the days when we actually could have food brought in. Oh, brother. Mm. Ricardo. Oh, this is uh, the fake Jim Defeatus. He says, whatever happened to Defoe? He's on uh, WOFF. Uh, I don't know. He's also clinging desperately. Google you and came to Neil Rogers' profile on Channel 10, was impressed with your prediction of living somewhere else but here. Also came to Neil Rogers' Whammy show, and I didn't know your 8.30 show and 10.30 show had a one share. Uh, and yeah, that's right. The people at Whammy really screwed you and you didn't like it. Yeah, the people at Whammy uh, just butchered that show. First of all, what they put together was uh, just a collection of the worst calls in history. I kept telling them, don't put calls on that. Oh, no, uh, they want calls on the show. And, of course, the calls in those days were just as scintillating as the ones we get now, if not better. And then the audio, you couldn't hear it. It was like, hey, it's the Neil Rogers show on Whammy. You know, like that. You couldn't hear it for most of the half hour. Guaranteed to fail. That whole thing, that, that whole whammy thing was such an abortion. I got a really great letter from old Gary Dietz. This was a long time coming, Rogers. Ha, 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 in your face, sir. And he sent this about 400 times last night. I had to keep deleting, deleting, deleting. And then um, blocking and like that. The blocking works like magic. It's good. Hunt on for million-dollar mattress. Israeli woman got a new bed for mom. Didn't know savings was old one. By the way, if I get any more emails from John Manelli, I will not read them, and I will not uh, use them on the air. Okay. Go away, John Manelli. Go consult somebody who's paying you, okay? I'm not paying you. And I uh, wouldn't pay you. I never heard from Rick Shaw again after that uh, one email. You know, I guess I guess he got upset. You think? Maybe. Maybe he took it the wrong way. I'm sure P.D. Lenny didn't take it the wrong way, that I said, don't put him on there again because he's, every time he goes on, he's trying to be funny. You're not funny, P.D. You're funny looking, leather puss, but you're not funny. So who do you think? I guess maybe LeBastard, right? Because he got a bug up his ass about me again. Yeah, I'm thinking Jealousy somebody from over there. Jealousy is a very, very bad trait. Jealousy. Insane Jealousy. And this is a guy who had the highest numbers over there for a, a while. Now he's down to what? A 2-3 or a 2-2? Two, two. He's, he's raving about the new rating system and about how I'm done. Yeah. He's got a 2-2 two, two or something. Yeah, he had a 2-2, two, two, and I think Mandich had a 2-0. Oh. Well, that, that's like neck and neck. No, I think Mandich had a 2-2 two, two also. You see him wear it? He looked lovely. Yeah. He looked like a lady. Ask Mandich how he's doing as the ladies. Oh, we better do the break, because then I want to do this thing about hot on for a million-dollar mattress. Israeli woman got a new bed for mom. Didn't know that the savings was in the old mattress. Not a good move, honey. Oh, Neil. Yeah. Oh, God, Neil.
Roast Coast Band. And rock and music by Los Van Dan. Politicians grandstand. Making their demands. Under a commie flag. At least they're honest when they proudly claim that Cubans made Miami what it is today. A stormy toilet that sucks. They now call Alien Park. So the reason I play that, Ron from Miami says, just got on I-95 at sunrise. Mm-hmm. Now I hear Castro and Ileon in the background. Wow. Together? Together, yeah. They're having lunch. Is that the new morning zoo? Come on now, don't be knocking the new morning zoo on Kiss. <laughs> so who's the PD over there? Ken Bolson. He's really cool. What, what is it that makes him so cool? He's just a nice guy. Oh. Yeah. Does he listen to us? I don't think so. Oh. He's the one. They sure do across the street, man. They're obsessed. Are you eating, eating on the air? Dog, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say. What? I was going to say, are you eating on the air? Yes. Absolutely. Weenie. I'm eating a weenie. I guess one of those weenies that uh, Petey Lenny was talking about <laughs> in that fake uh, email. <laughs> yeah. Boy, talk about delusional, whoever wrote that. Delusional. Anyway, Ben Schmiegel says, I'm almost done with this. Okay. I was listening to yesterday's show, and at one point, Flea was eating on the air. What is this? Not only is it rude toward the listeners, but it's also dangerous. You can't eat and talk at the same time. The FCC has these rules in place for a reason. <laughs> the FCC says you can't eat and talk at the same time. Did you know that? That wasn't in my training course, no. Boy, I'll tell you, this is an educational show. I'm learning every day. Eating and talking at the same time is gross and just plain dangerous. Food can go down the wrong pipe and kill you instantly. As to you, Neil, enough with the drinking water on here. I don't drink water. I'm surprised you haven't shattered your trachea with the hard gulps of water you take. I'm going to leave you now because I know that you're a busy man, says Ben Schmeagle. I was ne- really a John's ETR. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if John's ETR wrote that Petey Lenny thing. Could be, and I never hear you drink on the air. I drink uh, my diet soda. Oh. I'm drinking Coke Zero now. Oh, yeah? Here you go. That was a compelling swallow. <coughs> oh, followed by a compelling burp. Yeah, how come we can belch on here and we can't fart? Well, aren't they both excretory activities? Anyway, the fake Ernie Sochin says, oh, let's, let's take this lonely call. QAM, hello. It'll be short, and it was. Yeah. See, I really don't care. I mean, the calls, if they're there, if they have something to say, that's fine. And if not, that's okay, too. I mean, if the phone system worked, it would be a different story, but it doesn't. Oh, there he goes again, ripping our poor engineering staff, our thin-skinned engineers. Oh, they're all upset. They're working like crazy. Well, now that they got power all finished up, wouldn't you think that they could address some time to this phone situation? I think they will be. When? Soon. I mean, I'm on vacation next week. Before I go on vacation, I'd like to have at least one show tomorrow or Friday when I would come in and the whole, the, the whole phone bank would work, you know, right like it's supposed to. I know. Long pregnant pause. Oh, you're, you're expecting too much, Neil. You're complaining too much. <laughs> Ernie says, I've had enough of this Shawshank Redemption obsession with your audience. It's a tremendous movie, but Jesus, enough already. 
Tim Robbins escapes by digging a tunnel through the wall, which was hidden first by a poster of Rita Hayworth and then by a poster of Raquel Welch. He escapes to Mexico. The warden blows his brains out. The evil prison guard gets arrested, and Morgan Freeman gets paroled and goes to Mexico to join Tim Robbins in a big old... I can't read the word. Tim Robbins didn't kill his wife uh, and plays Mozart for the prisoners. You know what? Now that I think about it, this movie sucked. <laughs> anyway, now you know what happened. You never have to watch it. All the Shawshank stalkers in your audience can go jump off the MacArthur Causeway or maybe use the Julia Tuttle instead. This sounds like the bridge tender. Yeah. Oh, hell, now that you're no longer on 79th Street, let him jump off the JFK now. Or the Broad Causeway, giving you that mother-bleeping structure some use. Shawshank sucks, your collars suck, your emailers suck, Flea sucks, George sucks, but you rule and always will, says the fake Ernie Sochin. All right. Or maybe it's the real one, but I doubt it. WQAM, hello. How are you? Okay, sir. How are you doing? Good. Um, I went out and tried the haagen vanilla waffle cone ice cream. Yeah. Awesome. Told you. <laughs> My wife says, do not bring it back in the house ever again. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. And good hokey game last night. Yeah, enough with the hokey, okay, sir? Come on, we, I, if I don't have hokey, I mean, uh, I'm done down in South Florida. Come on. I mean, I'll watch any hokey game down here. Okay, well, good luck to the Penguins. Is. Good luck to the Penguins. They're not the Red Wings. That's the only reason I want the Penguins to win is because they are not the Red Wings. Where the hell is my hockey on here? we got to get some hockey on. It's compelling. You know, that business about what, what you've done in the last 60 seconds. I mean, in the last two, three weeks since all this crap has been flying around, it's just... Astonishing to me. The, the ramblings of crazy people I'm hearing. Crazy. crazy people. You don't think? Oh, yeah, crazy. It's not what you've done in the last 30 years that counts so much. It's what you've done in the last 60 seconds. Compelling. Yeah, compelling like talking about um, uh, LeBron and Kobe. And when it leaves the stick of Kyle Rogers, it goes right off the stick of Brett Skinner into the netting up above, and we've got a face-off to the right of Andre Pavlik. Helios drive for the point, goes off a shin pad, that got knocked away. Don't you want to hear the Marlies a little bit? Sure. We love the Marlies. Yeah, I don't really care. Oh, God. 5670560, pound 560 on the uh, wireless and the AT&T wireless lines, and... That toll-free line, now, did you find out where that works? No, not yet. Maybe we'll find out sometime before the end of the year, if we're still here. Maybe. Well, you'll be here, because you're, you're looking forward to working with Sid, is what I'm hearing. That ain't happening. Yeah, there was another long, uh, tortured thing from across the street. If you would listen to us... And, yeah, I'm not listening to you, and I delete them right away. They, they must have somebody assigned to a full-time job over there, of uh, hassling me with crap email. Sure has a major impact on me. Not. WQAM, hello. I'm a daddy now. You're an idiot. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. The local Walmart was bustling with poor, uneducated, violent Negroes. <laughs> WQAM, hello. I've seen one of those dogs, uh... At a shelter with the owner, the previous owner, gets a shot collar out of it. It's one of the saddest things I've ever seen. It seriously is. That the souls are scared to death of human beings, and they have like this almost like. What, what was that? What is that? What I don't know. To? I was trying to figure it out. I couldn't tell. I think it might have been uh, some kind of a transaction. QAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I know you used to be into MySpace. Uh, 
How about a Twittering or Facebook? Is that your thing? No, I'm not interested. Why? Is it a bad experience with MySpace or just, you know? It's crap. All right, but we want to hear more of you, especially in the summer. Yeah, okay. Think about it, Okay, you. see you. No, I'm not interested in Twitter and Facebook. I'm not even interested in MySpace anymore. Nobody is. No. Well, that's obvious. I got 1,600 and some odd friends. I've got one, one, which I just got a long uh, email from moments ago, and that's it. We're your friends. We're your friends. Yeah, sure you are. It's fun for a while, you know. It's it's like a I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, I try. I haven't been to MySpace space in probably Ages. two months. Well, neither do most other people. Now everybody's on Facebook. Yeah. I, I don't really have any uh, compelling need, or oh, there's that word again, to communicate with people I don't know. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. And all these people who are so involved with you and all of a sudden, they, they give a crap less about you, is what I've discovered. I'm just tapping out a... I, I know, it's not compelling. 27 past 11 at 560 WQAM. Happy Wednesday to you. See, the thing about me, I told you this a long time ago, and I'll say it again. I am a survivor. I'm persistent. If, if nothing else, I'm persistent. I keep showing up here. You notice every morning oh, I'm yeah. supposed to be here. Yep. I'm here. You are. Bright and early. I was here at 830 in the studio this morning, wondering, where the hell is Flea already? Now, you, you show up around 9. I'm, that, that's fine. Because you're in the building early. Yeah. And whenever you waddle in there and fax me the crap, the log, and the stuff, that's fine. But I'm here. I show up every day that I'm supposed to. Oh, if you cared about the show, you'd work extra in the summertime. Ah. Get him some help, would you please? Get okay. him some therapy. He, he needs some help. Neil Dodd. This is CNN. General Motors followed Chrysler into Chapter 11 this morning. President Obama notes, What I have no interest in doing is to get GM back on its feet. And I want to remind everyone that if you are considering buying a GM car during this period of restructuring, get out quickly. In short, our goal is to get enormous damage to our economy and an immediate collapse in consumer confidence that would send car sales over a cliff. In fact, if all goes according to plan, it will take a painful toll on many Americans. That blows. 11.33, a lot of things blow. 27 till noon at 560 WQAM. The fake Tom Jicka says, I would be open to coming on the show. It's been a long time. How about the real Tom Jicka, which this is not the one? No. Isn't it something when fake emailers invite themselves on the show? It says, what about having Stan in as well? We can relive the old days when radio was fun. Radio was never fun when Stan was on the air. Believe you me, it was always painful. <coughs> yeah. But nevertheless, all these people... Now, do you know who Stan Major is? Yeah. You do know who he is? Not personally. No, I don't mean that, but I mean, do you know... Are you aware of his uh, broadcasting background, etc.? Yeah, a little bit. Would you be interested in having him on the show? Do you think that would be compelling? No, not really. I'll tell you how many people in this audience remember who Stan Major was. None. Maybe. I did get an email a few minutes ago from someone asking if you would like to get uh, Doug Flutie on the air today or tomorrow. No. <laughs> and what would we, we want to reminisce about that BC a touchdown pass against the Keens? Oh, sure. Oh, my God. Over and over. And, of course, he did play here in Canada, Doug Flutie, didn't he? Yeah, for a long who, time. Who did he play for, the Argos? I don't pay any attention to the CFL crap. It is the worst garbage. Canadian football? Oh, yeah. my God. Well, how long does it feel? Like 600 yards, something like that? Something like that. 
And it's what, the Grey Cup, I think it's called, or something? Yeah, the Gay Cup. Gay. And they only have three downs. They're first down, second down, third down, and Hugh Downs. Sam in Boston says, I know it's better than to send, I know better than to send a link. That's right, I don't do links. So instead, I'm suggesting you do a search or have Flea do it for the story about the dozens of cats being found mutilated in Southern Dade County. As if we haven't talked about that already, sarcastic Sam. You better get with it, baby. You're way behind the times. Somebody is going around bashing cat skulls in and removing the skin from their hind legs. It says, sure, there's more way than more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> but I think this means that there's a new outdoor Cafe Santeria, Cafeteria Santeria in Palmetto Bay. Sam in Boston. Hmm. Doug Flutie played for three CFL teams. I bet you he played for the Argos. He did. The Toronto Argonauts from 1996 right. to 97. British Columbia Lions and the Calgary Stampeders. Oh, the Stampeders. All right. Woo-hoo. Let's go to Calgary with all them rednecks. See, I bet you there aren't too many people aware that there's uh, rednecks in Canada, like in Alberta. That's that's redneck country. I've been there. You have? I've been to Alberta, yeah. For what? I was staying with some friends in Montana, and we drove up to visit this like little ski town. And that was yeah. about it. It was not very exciting. Alberta. It's one place I have no interest in going. I do love Vancouver, though, man. I do oh. love Vancouver. Vancouver's awesome. Yeah. You've been there? Yeah. In fact, if I if I was to like um, win the lotto tonight, tonight it's fifteen million. Nice, Canadian. If I was to win the lotto tonight, I'd probably head for a Vancouver. Hmm. I sure as hell wouldn't head for down there. Oh, if you cared about the show, you'd come out down here during the summer, do some of those shows here, or get get in touch with the South Florida lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, touch this. Get in touch with the South Florida lifestyle. How do you like that? I think that man needs some... I I still think he needs to be Baker-acted. He talks like he's delusional lately. Now, let me say it again. The .5 from the third week in May was not ours. We won't take... We'll take the blame for any of the other stuff. We won't take the blame for that. That was 60%, three-fifths of the week, was DA, who especially, of course, back in the old ratings was... Oh! Point... Oh! And uh, and whoever was on with him. Who who else was on with him? Uh, For two two days, days. it was Adam Cooperstein. That was Wednesday and Friday... And Thursday was John Linder. Adam Cooperstein could be the worst-sounding person I have ever heard on the air in my life. And he's on television? Yeah, he's on NBC with Joe Rose. Oh, my Adam Cooperstein? Oh! Point. Oh! oh. But at any rate. And, of course, with the signal uh, thing the way it is now, we got always have an excuse. Okay, now that, now that we got this panel in place where 10% of them are like 6- to 10-year-old kids... Come up with all kinds of... Let's have the excuse list of the week. Oh, the Canadian loony is 90 cents. That's not so bad. It was up to 92, and I was starting to get really panicky. Really nervous. The fake Paul Castronova says... By the way, you've got your buddy... What's his name? Steve over there at Cheap Channel? Yeah. Who does he say is sending these emails? He doesn't know. He doesn't know, but it's not Johnny Dolan because he hasn't worked there in years, you said? Correct. Of course, it could be Johnny Dolan sending him from home, you know. That's true. Maybe he's not working anywhere. Which, in his case, would be appropriate. Johnny Dolan. Hey, everybody. It's Johnny Dolan on the radio. Wow. Paul says, forget the naysayers and haters. You're still our queen and the best radio South Florida has ever seen. I like the guest idea. Bring back Ask the Program Director. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they used to have a segment when um, Andrew Ass in the Woods was the PD. I think it was on Hank's show. And they used to bring him in like on Wednesday afternoon for an hour. Ask the program director. Wow. Could you imagine can you your imagine, listeners? Can you imagine now? Grilling Clarence? Wow. I say we do it. He's not going to do that. No. 
Boy. Well, when's he coming back from that extended honeymoon? Actually, I think he's back in town today, but he doesn't come back to work until Monday. Oh. Wow, that sounds like real slacking to me. And you gave me a bunch of crap last Friday that I could have closed any time I wanted. I, I, still, I still can't get over that. I'm not going to hold it against you, but it's just... It was just bad, in bad form to say that. Sorry about that. Because because it's like sucking up to management that's pretending, oh, well, April, he was out sick for 12 days. Yeah, well, whatever, I was sick. I had the uh, the flu, not the Schweinhund flu, but I had the regular flu. And crap happens, you know, people do get sick. And people go on jury duty for two weeks at a time, too. Mm. I don't hear management carrying on about that. Oh, yeah, but Joe's got a 3-4 and that blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. What about all the other years when some of these guys, during in the old diary days, when some of these guys were doing like ones and a twos, they were doing Lawrence Welk numbers, you know, a one, a two, not too often a three. Well, I think starting Monday, Joe Rose is out for two weeks. On vacation? Yeah. Don't say he's out for two weeks. That sounds bad. It sounds oh. like, you know. He's on vacation for two weeks. Yeah. He's got a revamp two weeks. before football season, yeah. Boy, that's two weeks at a time. See, I, I couldn't do that because after, after next week, then I go on a summer schedule anyway. Yeah. Well, if you really cared about the show, you'd forego that summer schedule. You'd work. And like I said yesterday, he doesn't say how much more. You know, like maybe Wednesdays, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, or or like all week or whatever. He doesn't even have, he doesn't bother saying how much more because he knows it ain't going to happen anyway. Now on News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. If you missed the last show, you missed this. Well, then what the hell is your problem? Kane is in New York, fella. When he would do a show, I don't want Kane back. I just told you that. But well, then who do you want? I who do you want? You want Alan Burke? No, of course not. I think you want Joey Reynolds? No, of course not. Then what the hell do you want on the air? Silence? I mean, is that all we have to choose? What do you... Give me a name. But is that all we Who do you want? Is that all we have what to choose? What kind of content... Do you want during 2 to 6? I do. Hear the next Stan Major show. This afternoon at 2 on News Talk Radio 610. W-I-O-D. QAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, a couple of weeks ago you were away and I was listening to the kids and they had something on that I owe the USA. It was a documentary. Can you get that in the library? I tried to and I didn't have any luck. Oh, do I have the long it was a documentary. It's called I O U S A. Yeah. Oh. And where do you get that? Can you get that anywhere? You can get it at a video rental place, or if you have Netflix, you can get it on Netflix. Oh, okay. It's a DVD, so you have to rent it somewhere. I see. Yeah, stick the DVD in your BBDs and have a good time with it, sir. Anyway, I never. Oh, the reason I play that Stan Major thing, Casey says, I'm sure I'm in the minority, but I would love to hear Stan on the show. It's been forever since I heard anyone talk about Milky Way dark bars on the radio. I'd like to see what Stan thinks about the Take 5 bar. <laughs> well, what does that mean? That's a new candy bar. Well, it's not that new. There's a new candy bar? No, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, it's not that new. I don't want to hear about it. A couple of years. And before I get to Take Her Park, she's really uh, P.O.'d. She says she's a pissed-off Polak. Mm. Gary Dietz, this old coot... Um, I don't think you'd know who I'm talking about. He's an old codger that every time I would take calls back in the day, in the last couple of years, Hey, Rogers, how come I... Uh, always sounding the same, saying the same crap, but always listening. Hmm. And last night, at 11.28 p.m., no less, he's sending this over and over and over. Once would have been more than enough, okay? I had to delete about 50 of these, then block him. Gary Dietz, subject, this was a long time coming, Rogers. Ha, 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 in your face, sir. 
Sir, we've been acquainted for many years. No, we haven't. I, I have no idea who you are. We've been acquainted. I've called you many times to express, express my feelings about your show, only to be ridiculed and told to take a dirt nap on each occasion. I don't tell people to take a dirt nap. That's not my line, okay? A lot of other people use that line. I don't use it. You even accuse me of being the bridge tender's brother. You always think I don't get it that you're making fun of me, but I'm not stupid like you. Well, now the shoe is on the other foot, Rogers, and I sit back and take great solace in knowing that George Rodriguez is no longer employed and is wondering just how he'll provide food for his family now. He has lived in sin for far longer than he should have been ever permitted to. Now he's lying in the bed he made for himself. You will also reap what you have sown, sir. I'll bet my bottom dollar that you'll be unemployed and starving within a year, sir. Oh, this must be, oh, what's his name, Mario from Hialeah, crazy person? This is not the old codger. Yeah, too many sirs. All you have will be lost, and you can thank your sin for that, my friend. It happens to everyone who chooses to say the things that people such as George and yourself choose to say. Just ask George Carlin. I would, but he's dead. Your time is coming, sir, and I will be here waiting and ready to uncork the champagne. I email and have correspondence with Joe Bell, your boss, nearly every day, sir, and I've already <laughs> alerted the FCC as to what type of show you do. Your days are numbered, Rogers. I've already set the wheels in motion. George was just the beginning, you sinning fool. Go on and pretend this email doesn't bother you. But you know it makes you feel terrible, tremble with fear and anxiety. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you hear me trembling? Mm -hmm. It's over, Rogers, and we know it, and you know it. George had served as an example, but you continue to spew your hate and ignorance over the airwaves like the stupid poop-eating moron that you are. Ugh. God will have his vengeance, and so will I, sir. That's right, Rogers. I've told the FCC all about you. And yes, Rogers, I've been emailing your boss, Joe Bell, for quite some time. It's over, Rogers. Your ship has sailed. A sea of poop is beneath you, sir. Hmm. Jump in with your mouth wide open, you dumb bastard. I've had it up to here with you. You're finished in this business. Gary Dietz. Wow, a little fixated with the doo-doo. No, yeah, a lot, a lot of a poop. By the way, he says, there's a little P.S. on here. My birthday is Friday. I think nothing would be a better present than to turn the radio on and hear that you've finally been fired. You will lay in the bed you made just like George. You're in bed with the devil. I'm in bed with Jesus. Time to switch beds, you moron. I'm only 14 years older than you, so how can, you, how can I be so much wiser? I hate you, it says. I hate you. And he's in bed with Jesus, which is a little creepy. Yeah. I wonder what they're doing. Maybe they're uh, doing the old pooper scoop. I don't know. How's the poll coming before I get into Taker Park's oh, yeah. fired-up email? 594. Uh, 594. Not too bad. Not too shabby, considering. 595, I got. What would happen if George and Neil were on different stations at the same time? I'd listen to Neil, 294. I'd switch back and forth depending on my mood, 146. Who cares as long as George makes his 75 grand and 79 votes? It would be stupid, 43. I'd listen to George, 23. It would make... For fun rating book days, 10. Yeah, but we don't want to talk about those ratings too long. Nobody cares about that, Neil. Nobody cares. It's not compelling. No, it's not nearly as compelling as talking about uh, guys and how big their thighs are, you know, at the uh, NFL Combine. <laughs> who's got the biggest thighs and who's yeah. got the biggest, uh, yeah. Boy, the stuff that these people feel is compelling. It, it's kind of scary to me. WQAM, hello. Uncle Yes, sir. Uh, good day to you, sir. Uh, my grandma taught me uh, not to hate. You know, she was a very loving person. She says I could only hate two people, and that would be the devil and Fidel Castro. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, she's passed now, but I'd like to add a third person onto that list. Yeah. That Joe Bell. Mm -hmm. 
I've been a long fan of your, uh, big time fan of yours, and he's destroying the station. Um, if you leave, and if uh, that uh, the New York lover, what's his name, uh, Sid, Sid the Kid, if he comes down, I will never listen to QAM. I have not listened to that station across the street ever since they put that guy on there, and I will do the same to QAM. And Joe Bell, you suck. I okay. hate you. Okay, like, thanks. Now, now remember what Grandma <laughs> said: cast her on the devil. Well, he you added Joe Bell. Nothing about Joe Bell. What? He added Joe Bell. He added to the grandma. Grandma's rolling over in her grave. Oh, yeah. Don't hate like that last emailer. I hate you. <laughs> you can feel the hatred bouncing off the pages. Like I said, I'm still here. I have no, I'm have no. i not going anywhere. And no offense, but if I had to choose a bedmate, I think I'd take the devil over Jesus anyways. It sounds more fun. Sounds a little bit gay to me. Although the devil's got the pitchfork and that long tail. God only knows what he could do with that pitchfork. <laughs> You know what I'm thinking? Rectum. In your case? Well, I have to ask David Carradine. Oh. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Yeah, you hit it on the head a couple weeks ago that, you know, South Florida would be a great place if there, if there was a people transplant. Right. Uh, get rid of, all, you know, a lot of these tri-staters. Because, I mean, there's a lot of good things down here. I mean, the restaurants are great. Uh, the local music scene is terrific. It's, in fact, better than the national recycled national acts they bring, bring in here at these uh, overpriced venues. And uh, I don't know if you agree with this on what I'm saying, but the only the only bad thing I don't like, uh, if you're not doing some activity down here, you just end up if you you just end up ricocheting from strip mall to strip mall down here. I mm. mean, it's really uh, there's nowhere to go sometimes. That, that's one of the bad things. But uh, just want to give my input, and I'll be moving to Montana soon, Neil. So I'm take, okay, take, good luck to you, Pally. Take, all right. See ya. He's moving to Montana. Wow, that's a big change. I almost took a job in Shelby, Montana, many years ago. You ever been in Shelby, Montana? No, I've been to Big Don't. Fork. You've been where? Big Fork, Montana. Oh, excuse me. I thought you said something else. No. I, Montana is just, I don't know. To it's... me, it was like Nashville, um, only worse. Hmm. People with orange hair and purple eyes and cartoon character kind of people, not real people. Strange. They had a show on the local local radio station called TTOT, this, that, and the other thing. Now, is that compelling or what? T-T-O-T. Okay. Maybe we ought to start doing segments, you know? Maybe you ought to talk to your buddy a Toast. Oh, yeah. And he can teach us how to do that square table, you know, and that gay or not gay. And gay. All those other nifty things that he had on the uh, Kenny and Blow morning show. Yeah, I'll ask if we can borrow them. Toast. All these punks that have been uh, knocking around, all these glorified board ops who have been knocking around the radio in the market for 10, 15, 20 years... And they're mavens. They're geniuses. Oh, yeah, let's uh, do this. Let's bring it over from across the street. What show did they do that on across the street? It was Toast and Brancic, and they did 5 to 7 a.m., I believe. Toast and Brancic? What is that? That was the, the show. It was Toast and Steve Brancic together on uh Oh, that's your buddy Steve Brancic from yeah. Cheap Channel now? Yeah, he's funny, though. Oh. And Toast? Not so funny. Yeah. How did that work out? How did that show go? Well, they fired Toast for some reason. They kept Steve on for a little while, and then eventually got rid of Steve, too. And then Steve went over to work with Paul and Ron. Oh, Paul and Ron with their 88 share in the new uh, ratings, man. Now, they are, when, when somebody says to me, the people who are doing well in the new rating system are doing compelling radio, at that point, <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh or just uh, pee 40 gallons in my drawers, you know? <laughs> I mean, when Paul Castronova and Ron Brewer start doing compelling radio, somebody send me a bulletin, okay? Somebody put it on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. 
CBC News. God. I mean, do you even believe that? I think the system is flawed. No. Now, don't start with that again. It sounds like sour grapes. Oh, sorry. And it'll get you in big trouble with uh, your you-know-who. That's true. Who's, he, I think he's the only person in management who believes in it. Even Cheap Channel, which they're doing well on most of their stations, which uh, they, you know... Remember that email we had a few days ago? Yeah. We've got the panel in our pocket. I'm beginning to wonder about that, how that works. Because Cheap Channel put up $161 million for the, with Arbitron for that uh, whole thing, that new Ooh. new system. Wow. Are you aware of that? That's a lot of cash. Yeah. So maybe they expect something in return, like, uh, you know, we're going to go out and find people, listen to all your stations, and give them the uh, devices, you know? I think somebody in this business ought to have a device hooked up to his... Rectum. Maybe John Manelli. It's, it's just astonishing that people that you never heard from, I've been doing this for a 100 years, I never heard of these people, I never heard from them, and now all of a sudden, daily. Oh, well, I just wanted to give you my thoughts on yesterday's show, and I want I don't want your thoughts, okay? When you get hooked up to a meter, John Manelli, then you let me know. 608 votes on the poll. What would happen if George... I just read this a minute ago, didn't I? It sure. would not be compelling to read it again so soon. And just sitting around the house with not much to do. I got Neil Rogers on the radio, and, uh, hey, what do you know there? It's uh, the, uh, what do you call it there, 12 to 1 hour. What are you doing? Oh, I'm producing comedy bits that uh, won't get on the air. Cutting edge would be too funny, huh? They won't hear cutting edge no more. They're too scared. Ain't nobody been in contact with you about what's going on about uh, anything? Not anymore. Not a peep. Then what do you do? Uh, I just keep joining out what passes to be comedy these days. Take a current hit karaoke, uh, just change the lyrics with a couple of very safe words. Like, uh, it's cold outside, so as you say, uh, hey, it's cold outside. Or if it's hot outside, uh, well, then you say, uh, Wow, it's really hot outside. Funny, huh? No. Well, you can always uh, mix random audio drops over that old Todd Rundegren song. Bang the drum. Yeah, bang this. <laughs> so that's it? Yeah, pretty much. Outside of taking a daily headline and repeating it over and over and over again. Or you can just uh, rattle off celebrity names, desperately straining for a laugh. <laughs> now cop a heel and scram, bub. <laughs> 1201 at 560 WQAM. Rudy says Toast also works on the Paul and Ron show and is a right-wing nut. Really? Is that true? Well, I knew he worked on the show. I didn't know he was a right-wing nut, though. Well, that's what Rudy says. Wow. He's kind of poor to be a right-wing nut. What do you mean by that? He doesn't make very much money. Doesn't How do you money. know? Because I have an idea of what he would make over there. How much? 60? 50? 60 grand for that? Maybe. For him? They have a weird deal over there because Paul and Ron have their own deal, so they actually pay the people that work for them. They don't work for Clear Channel. They work for Paul and Ron. Really? Yeah. So I guess they couldn't pull the rug out from underneath them like they did with George here? Right. If you would have just paid George's salary, he could still be there, and he wouldn't be out on the beach, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right. Like you said yesterday, I don't see any uh, checks coming in from all these people talking about how I should write him a check and do this and that and buy him a car and et cetera. Hyman Rath says, I find it amusing that Leviturd was ripping you yesterday. He's always giving Hawkman all the credit for being the brains beyond the show and the engineer, uh, the engine that drives it. Hawkman is obviously a huge fan of yours. Yes, he is. And probably learned a great deal of how to do a successful show by listening to you. 
The most important lesson being that a straight sports show is lame and tired. In a convoluted way, when Levitard rips your show, he's ripping his own. You follow that logic? Yes. Yeah, Mark Hawk. He's probably listening right now, taking notes. Oh, we tried to tell you over here. You need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, like they got a big story in, these last, in this last week. Not that we want to go through those weekly numbers again, because Jolly Joe will get really, really upset. You know how easily he gets upset. Mm-hmm. He's got a problem. QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Jingles, that's what we need is some jingles. Maybe that's uh, John Maynelli calling in from New York. It was on the out-of-town line. Well, these phones are just, they're, they're a nightmare is what they are. Would you, like, pee on somebody's leg or something after the show, somebody in engineering? Just pee on their leg. Okay. And say, uh, we, we really would like to get these phones all functioning sometime before the end of the year. <laughs> sometime before next Sukkot. My did you, God. Did you say we, we, we? Yeah, we, we, we. <laughs> well, it works for Joe. He's got those big numbers there. It must be compelling. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, oh here it is, right here. We, 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 we. Yeah, works for Joe. Maybe we can get Stormy as a guest. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Hola. WQAM, hello. Yes, I really, truly am. Oh, I just. Oh, it's the singer. Oh. The singer. Wow. Slowly but surely, they're all finding their way back on there, you know? Yesterday we had the uh, Joven guy. And who is the other one? And then the quarter schlock guy. They're, they're all yeah. finding their way back on. Slowly but surely. And why is that line one on hold? Why does that keep going back on hold? QAM. Hello. Oh, it's John Maynelli again in New York with the WABC jingles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. WABC. Uh, we got our own jingles, okay? My God, what is wrong with that man? WABC! He's still alive, right, Chubby Checker? Oh, I'll, f I'll find out. Personally, I prefer the Motown ones. CKFW Motown Sound. From 77 WABC. Go, go, go. I guarantee you won't hear no WABC jingles on the Clem Cowpile show across the street. The guy's name is Clem Cowpile? Yeah. So Chubby Checker's still alive? I will tell you in 10 seconds. He is 67 years old. Wow. Little, just a hair older than me. His real name, Ernest Evans. Yeah. Not so chubby anymore. Oh, so his real name wasn't Chubby Checker, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Remember in Fatso, he went to that uh, fat clinic, Chubby Checkers? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. And what 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 did uh, what did Junior eat that one meal? Kale for me, kale and chicken for me, and something for you. I forget what it was for Junior. Remember that famous meal? Yeah. Kale. Oh well, that's probably right up your alley, being the vegetarian freak that you are. Sure, I'll do some kale. You will? Mm-hmm. Crappy. Not my favorite. Taker says, "Good morning, Neil. I'm pissed off and fired up. 
I found Joe Bell's email to you yesterday to be incredibly offensive. You're not the only one. I've had some people comment to me that they can't believe that the general that a sane general manager of any kind of a business would send that kind of an email to anybody who works for him. But nevertheless, it says, what is Joe Bell's definition of concise and compelling? I enjoy watching Law and & Order and find that show to be extremely compelling. Does he want you to start discussing criminal acts on the local, national, and international level? Maybe you can talk about the van load of suspected illegal immigrants that wrecked in Arizona and killed 10 people. Or maybe concise and compelling is a catchphrase for sports like Shaq. Shaq. The hair on the back of my neck stood up when he brought you up, brought up after show meetings to discuss the new rating system and show content. The last thing any of us need is your show being micromanaged and analyzed second by second. She's got the, she got that term right down to a science. Micromanage. That's what he wants to do. He wants to micromanage the show. Prior to George's firing, I got the impression that Joe Bell is very selective in what feedback is provided by the listeners. If 99 people said the show was great, he'd obsess over the one that was derogatory. Do you know that when he first came to the station, this might come as a shock even to you, that if he got like a negative email, it was obviously like a crank, you know, somebody who just busted my balls, he, he would share it with me. He would send it to me and George. Wow. Oh, I had this complaint today. You said something about Israel, uh, and he would send it to me. And I finally told him, you really don't need to share with me every uh, chronic uh, complainer. Or, you know, I really don't need to, to be seeing it. Anyway, she says, I personally enjoy the discussions of the weekly Arbitron ratings and crimes against radio perpetrated by Joe Bell and Joyce. I'm offended that Joe Bell would even think that he knows what the listeners want to hear. I don't like being pushed around as to the type of entertainment I have access to. If I want to listen to music, I'll listen to a music station or show. If I want to listen to something that will keep me from driving into a bridge, abutment, I'll listen to the Neil Rogers show. If I want to drive off the Santa Monica Pier into the Pacific Ocean, I'll listen to the other 20 hours of programming on QAM where unintelligible sports holes talk about how they like to eat paste. Your complaints about Joe, Joyce, the engineers, etc. are compelling. It's a heck of a lot better than the drivel that I hear in other stations where everyone is wearing rose-colored glasses. It sounds like some people need to develop thicker skins. I hear similar statements from people who are tired of being pushed around. As for giving up some or all of your time for the sake of the show, maybe Jolly Joe should get bent. This email is long enough, so I'll shut up for now. Have a nice day. Take her park. <laughs> Out on the West Coast. She listens in California. Oh, good. Now, it's 12.09. Can you take a look and see what those new numbers are? Let's have our own numbers. Tell with those damn Arbitron numbers. People listening online right now on Q- QAM.com. Yep. Give me one second to get into that. And... Time's up. There are... Dun, 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 dun. 426 listeners online right now. And there were how many at 8 o'clock this morning? 101? Uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, keeps bouncing around. 111. And we got what now? 426? 426. Okay. Make a note of that. In fact, I'm going to write it down now. Noon, 426. And then at 4 p.m., let's see what it is. Okay. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. That's just a number on a page somewhere. That's, yeah, okay. Well, at 4 p.m. yesterday, it was at 146. Wow. That really is weak. Now, wouldn't you think that the number of people listening online is in some way connected with the number of people listening in, in general? We have hmm. 423 on my website right now, 423. Wouldn't you think that there's some connection there? You would think. Between people who are making an effort to listen online and those people who might just turn on the radio who can actually hear it, which that's pretty limited. Michael says when Flea was hosting the show, he said he was going up to Toronto in a few weeks. You should take him out and show him the town. Maybe go to Woodbine and take him up to the Space Needle. The Space Needle is not here, okay? Mike, sorry. (laughs) 
The Space, space needle. needle, that's Seattle. Yeah. He's talking about the CN Tower. Oh, okay. Which is the tallest freestanding building in the world, I do believe. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. Until they're done with that one in Dubai, I think. Dubai is going to have this one that reaches the moon. Well, screw those uh, ragheads in Dubai, okay? Screw them and all their oil money. Those damn Saudis and those Dubaians, whatever. What what do you call people in Dubai besides ragheads? I think that's it. God. All the racehorses there. All all these these, uh, Arab sheiks with all their zillions of dollars that they're bleeding from the public all over the world. Just bleeding it out. When in doubt, bleed it out. Nice that we got that new fax machine number now. That's good. Yeah. So I can send you important things like that fake PD Lenny email. That was good. Yeah, it's nice that gas is almost three bucks a gallon here now for the yeah, regular. Well, thanks unleaded. again, Mr. President, for going over there and uh, shaking uh, the thing with the Saudis. See, that's one thing. It doesn't make any difference who the president is. Because mm-hmm. the Saudis have the world by the balls, just like Patty Chayefsky predicted in Network. Remember that? Oh, I want yeah. the Saudi deal stopped now. Remember that? Yeah. You look back at that movie and all the things that have come true. It's pretty scary. He was like the Jules Verne of his time. He was like the H.G. Wells of the media. 1984. 84? 82. 81? 1982. What? What was the book? It was 82, right? 84. Network? No. The uh, the other book that... the Wasn't that Wells that wrote... Uh, God, 1984. No. George Orwell. Thank you. I don't know why I was drawing a blank on that. But that's Boy. that's another one where a lot of stuff has come true. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. Mike Rosenthal is going to be calling in the next hour. You made a mistake. H.G. Wells in 1984 was as stiff and dead as a board. I bet. Google H.G. Wells, see what year he died. He, I mean, he was like goes back to the previous century for crying out loud. He probably died in the 30s or 40s, H.G. Wells. Let's find out. Yeah, died in 1946. 46. See? See what I'm saying? He was 79 when he died. What did I say? He probably died in the 30s or 40s. Didn't I just say that only moments ago? You See, did. once in a great while, if you throw enough crap up in the air, some of it will come down and stick. And that's what we do on this show every day. Throw a lot of crap up in the air, and sometimes it comes down and sticks. And it's really compelling. Yeah, Patty Chavsky was way ahead of his time. He was He was brilliant. And today's being Wednesday already. People are looking ahead to the weekend. If you've got nothing to do this weekend, you want to watch a movie, uh, get on your Netflix, okay, or go to your uh, video store and rent network. Crime is mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! Am I right? Yeah, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen that movie, you don't know what life is all about. Yeah, it's in my top ten for sure. I'm thinking 1972 was the year for that movie. I could be wrong, but I'm thinking. 72, 74? That's what I kept thinking you were talking about when you kept saying 1980-something. Yeah, sorry, I got confused by uh, the authors. 1976. 76, wow. 33 years ago, and this man knew all about the damn Saudis, and and he knew Rick Sanchez was going to be on CNN, too. (laughs) Yesterday, or the day before, I'm watching in the afternoon, I'm flipping over, and I watch it less and less CNN. And Ricky Ticky Sanchez was on there, which is one of the reasons I watch it less and less. And they they were showing Hillary Clinton, and she was having a meeting, a discussion with the... Foreign Minister of Indonesia. And Rick Sanchez says, well, uh, Hillary is uh, meeting right now with, uh, uh, who is it? And they, they had to, like, whisper in his headphone, his headpiece, who the hell it was. Oh, well, the Foreign Minister of Indonesia. And as soon as she says something important, we'll come back to it. But uh, in the meantime, he had to, like, uh, you know, ramble on about a bunch of crap. I mean, who would you rather hear, Hillary Clinton or Rick Sanchez? Hmm. Neil? God? CKLW. 
about that the other day i hit the wrong mic switch oh um well that's because i'm on this mic too now is the buzzing not so bad today or what yeah i can barely hear it the hissing yeah that's because i'm on mic too but at any rate we were talking about conquistador and procol harem last mm -hmm. week or whatever the hell it was mm -hmm. you notice they say conquistador mm -hmm. that a little bit unusual don't you find that bizarre yeah the name of the song is conquistador and the word is conquistador conquistador what is that but I do love it. Courtesy of Chickenek, who sent it at no extra charge on this week's disc. Oh! He said it again, Conquistador. Why do they do that? I don't know. Sounds like a bunch of Goyim when they say that conquistador. That's not good. Sure, we're not going over big in South Florida. I'm sure that all of our Hispanic people know it's conquistador, right? Conquistador. Not that I want to be a nitpicker. So we're not hissing too bad today, huh? No. And everybody's all happy with the signal online. I, you know, and we're not getting too many complaints about, you know, even though your wife called from down by the Herald building and said you can't hear the station all there. Right. I don't think, well, we used to have a lot of listeners at the Herald. A lot of closet Neelys at the Herald. You know, back when the show was good and when people liked me as opposed to sending all this hate. Ah, we hate you. We wish you would die already. The Tampa Bay Nose Picker says, I would love to have Stan back on the radio. Oh, my phone's ringing. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. Rogers Cable, but a beep, but a boop, but a bob, a lot of crap. Tampa Bay Nose Picker says, I would love to have Stan back on the radio. I've been listening to it uh, like forever, and he was pretty good. Better than the lame talent out there now or all the right wing talking heads. Rick and Suds were very good. Perhaps he would pay you back the money he owes you, it said. Uh, no! I'm sure not. P.S. You come in loud and cl uh, clear on the internet. No commercials uh, locked out. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, okay? Who is this uh, no, Tampa Bay nose picker? You're just talking gibberish. Words on a piece of paper. 
Rick says, uh, Chubby Checker, not only is he still alive, he's playing at Finger Lakes on July 15 at Finger Lakes Racetrack. Don't ask me where in the building. I have no idea, but I'll see you there. No, you will not see me there, Rick. Isn't that when you're coming up here to Toronto? Yeah, the 16th through the 19th. Wow. I'll take you to Ruth Chris for dinner. All right. And we can backstab everybody in the building. I like it. Isn't that a good idea? Sure. Oh, I never noticed that before, uh, you know, in, in my whole life. And I've heard that song at least, you know, two or three times. Anyway, uh, Flea says, Patty Chavsky, a Ukrainian Jew born in the Bronx in 1923. He had, a, he had to have been a badass. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. I would just think growing up in the Bronx during that time, being a Ukrainian Jew, you get beat up a lot. You think there weren't a lot of Jews in the Bronx in the early in the 20s? No, I'm sure there was. That's when the Jews were coming over in the early part of the century. The Ukrainian Jews, the Russian Jews. Yeah, I've heard the Russian Jews like, are hardcore. Like Avram Solomon? Now they're all in uh, Sunny Isles Beach. Or dead. Yeah. That's one thing about the Jews, man, in South Florida. They either are all moved to Boca or somewhere, or they're all dead. It's true. True yeah. story. Sunny Isles is all Russian now. Is it really? Oh, yeah, hardcore. I bet you Harry and Sunny Isles Beach, who's one of our regular emailers, I bet you he's a Russian. Russian to the computer. On the SIB? <coughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the guy, Harry on SIB. Cornell says, sorry to hear that George is gone, but that kid Flea seems to be pretty good. The show is always great, and I listen every day. How do you like that? The show is always great, and I listen every day. All right. Oh. I'm in my office on Biscayne near downtown, and the signal's been sounding like a washing machine since Saturday morning. Please ask uh, the head idiot to fix the signal with the same quickness with, with, with which he fixed George. You will always be the man, says Cornell in Miami. Thanks, Cornell. Boy, I got bad indigestion from that wiener. Maybe I got a hold of a bad wiener. Maybe. Uh-oh, it's Alfred Hitchcock back again. Phenomenon called mobbing. They say the bird is protecting a nearby nest. Okay, I get that. No one has been... <laughs> San Francisco, the bird is pecking at the at the pedestrians. Currents has certainly given new meaning to the term bird watching. Hey, you know what he's doing though, Tony? Well, wow, he's trying to grab a toupee to put up in his nest. Nice soft. Yeah, too bad Mo isn't there. Wow, wouldn't it be something if a big old bird, big old uh, crow came by? And picked off one of Moe's pieces. Little family guy for you. Oh. Now, don't be playing family guy. You'll get another five weeks. We can't afford to do that. <laughs> So what's going to happen on those days in July? What days of the week are those? Are you, are you telling me that those are days that... Um, well, it's a Thursday and a Friday. Yeah. So, Clarence will have to find somebody to work Friday. Right. Somebody to work for you Thursday and somebody to work for both of us on Friday. Correct. Oh, please, 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 not DA, please. Oh. I don't want oh. point. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Please, pretty please. Whose decision was it to stick them in there, by the way, those three days? Who, who made that decision? I would say Clarence. Oh, I actually feel bad for D.A. for the first day on Wednesday because he didn't get the call until about, what, 9.20 or something like that, saying, hey, you got to come in and do the show? Wow. By the seat of his pants. But he has no excuse for Thursday and Friday. 
Are you trying to say that they butchered that whole week with that 0.5 that we weren't on three of the five days? Which I noticed nobody's making a big timus about that. Oh, you had an 0.5 that week. Yeah, that was in limbo week, baby. No esta aquí. I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. couple of bleeps in there, too, I noticed. Too bad we didn't have to bleep the word bitch every time, huh? Yeah, that would have been tedious. Call up Joyce, see if we can say bitch. Okay. 1232 at 560 WQAM. Barry says the signal is unlistenable. Let me say it again. Unlistenable. Goes in and out with a hissing sound. Do they have a car with a radio so they can hear what it sounds like? Who's they? Oh, I think you know. I do? No, I have no idea who they are. No, what, what does that mean? Do they have a car with a radio? Does that mean, like, uh, the powers that be here? Or does that mean the audience? I don't know what that means. I would think the powers that be. Oh. But I'm just guessing. They're oblivious to it. They, they don't notice it. I'm just making it up. Maybe they should drive down to the Herald Building. Jim in Kalamazoo says, couldn't get the signal on the phone, but your signal is very wavy on 836 from I-95 to the toll road and I-95 from downtown to about 62nd Street. Also on the Grattany, all the way from 2nd Avenue to 826, and then down on 826, all the way to 836. Signal really sucks. Streaming is excellent, but why do we get an ad before getting into your stream? Maybe because we get paid for it. Maybe because we need the money. Mm-hmm. You think that's what it's... Uh, that's why, Jim, you get ads because we need the money, honey. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Uh. We're not here to be compelling. We're not here to be concise. We're not here to be entertaining. We're here to get the money. We are whores. Everybody in this business is, to some extent or another, a radio whore. This is a whore business. Kathy says, can I make a suggestion for a choice on the poll? No, sweetheart. When I first read the question, what popped into my head was, listen to George live and Neil from the archives, or the other way around if George's show was available for download. Have a great day. You too, Kathy. But I think the poll is, you know, it is what it is. 654 votes. We might just get close to 800 on there today before we're done. Wouldn't that be a feather in our cap? And this is a poll that we started, I don't know, like this morning or late last night. Not like the day before. We used to cheat with a 1,000 votes because we'd start like at noon the previous day. You know what I mean? Yep. You can ask Fat Chris about that. He'll give you a seminar. Now, are you looking forward to these uh, 215 ding-dong school meetings every Tuesday and Thursday? You're going to have to change one of your meetings, I guess. Why do I have to go? What do you mean, why do you have to go? Because <laughs> What? <laughs> 
So in other words, you want to you want to produce the show for free, but you don't want to do all the other accoutrements that go along with it. <laughs> it just seems to me like a colossal waste of time. That's all. For for whom? For you and I. For meme and you? Yes. And them? Well. Yeah. No, just just what we need is Clarence micromanaging the show. Well, if you could talk a little bit more about jock straps, mmm, the aroma. Alejandro says, also heard what they said on the Dan LeBastard show. They mentioned that in the past you'd be more than willing to talk about the ratings, but now that your ratings have plummeted, you are blaming everyone. Didn't I talk about the ratings yesterday when the weeklies came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And using the excuse of not being allowed to read them by the same guy who rips every day. Who says I'm not allowed to read them? All I said was that the GM said, oh, it's not compelling radio to spend all that time on the weeklies. Nobody cares about them. Why Why would they care about the weeklies any less than the monthlies or the yearlies or anything else? I don't know. They care. They also mentioned that when you had all, all the ratings, you would bully everyone, even in your own station. But now you can't even save your own producer who's been very loyal to you throughout the years. They also agreed that the rating system is flawed. No kidding. But we're disappointed in how the mighty have fallen. Anyway, FYI. Oh, they're disappointed how I've fallen. Oh, gee. I'll somehow survive without you guys over there, okay? Losers. Losers. What do they have in the morning? A zero point something? Mm-hmm. They had pretty slim. Of course, we had a zero point something, too. Oh! Point five. But that was, you know, your guys. Your guys' D.A. Why? Why can't he find an audience with a search party? What is? What is his problem? Is he? Because I don't listen. You know. I couldn't tell you. There's some problem there. Nighttime, filling in for Joe Rose time, filling in for Mad Dog time, filling in for the Big O time, filling in for us time. Always it starts with a oh. At least he's consistent. I'll say that. Joe, oh, <laughs> here's an email from Joe, failure is the only option, Bell. Isn't that cute? It says, Dear Neil, as you know, we are very unhappy with your summer schedule. We're not very confident in Flea and Josh, but we believe we have the perfect remedy. We're in negotiations to acquire your old whammy tapes, which will play the audio of while you're out for summer. We feel it will be extremely compelling, so enjoy your vacation. You know, back in the beginning when we did the summer thing, I didn't work at all in the summer, the first two years. Nice. Are you aware of that? I was not. Well, there you go. How, how would they react to that? Oh, geez, if you cared about the show, oh, if you cared, if you cared about us. Seriously, there are times when he sends me stuff, and I, I wonder, are these coming from Renfield, you know, in Dracula? <laughs> what, what, where is this coming from? Somebody who's in a rubber room somewhere, you know, eating ants and flies. 658 votes on the poll. What would happen if George and Neil were on different stations at the same time? I'd listen to Neil, 324. I'd switch back and forth, depending on my mood, 161. Who cares as long as George makes his 75 grand, 85? Yeah, send George some money, okay, and quit being so cheap. It would be stupid, 46. I'd listen to George, 29, and it would make for fun ratings book days, 14. Yeah, he used to talk about the ratings all the time, but now that he doesn't have any, he's not talking. Yeah, why don't you talk about the ratings on your station over there? Why don't you talk about your zero point this and zero point that, huh? Why don't you talk about the fact that you had one show over there, which theirs is the only one that ever had a number, ever. Did Sid ever have a number? No. Did Jorge ever have a number? No. Sedano? No. And, and how about that Christopher Cowpile guy, that guy? Do you think he's going to have a number? No. He'll have a number, and it's going to start with a... Oh! A lot of those going around these days, you know what? A lot of numbers that start with a... Oh! 
Let me say it again. 10% of the sample in the new Arbitron rating system is children aged 6 to 12. I'm not going to wait for them to impart all this information on me that he, uh, he keeps threatening, Joe keeps threatening to send me. I'm going to do my own research and read about all these lawsuits. I, I was reading about some of it last night. The whys and the wherefores of why Arbitron's getting sued all over the country. And do you know where there's a gigantic undersampling in market after market? Where? Men 18 to 54. Hmm. Including this market. Now, the fact that our target demo is men 25, 54, that must just be a coincidence, wouldn't you think? Mm-hmm. And, and here we are, back in the diary days, there wouldn't be one rating period ever. When we, I wouldn't hear from somebody, you know, by fax or email or letter or something or phone. Uh, oh, we got uh, two diaries in our household, you know, like that. Have you encountered anybody who's received one of these devices who listens to this show? I have not. Have I had an email from anybody who... Well, uh, no! No. Has anybody put a message in a bottle that floated up Lake Ontario and said, Oh, guess what? I'm, I'm hooked up to one of those deals. No, no. Oh, Neil! Hey, yo, man, what's up with your fucked up, Oh, God, don't go in there. You hear my stomach bubbling? Oh, it's bubbling. Late one night, when they saw the sign of the fast food line, they pulled in and gave their order to the girl. And the next thing you know, they started to hurl. And Taco Bell. Their stomachs started to bloat. In Taco Bell. A burning inside their throat. It had a smell. That's when they started to blow. Not feeling well. From the bean burrito. It must have been the curse of the quesadilla. It's causing all of this diarrhea. But none of the sick are going to die. They've just got a bad case of E. coli. From Taco Bell. Their stomach started to bloat. In Taco Bell. A burning inside their throat. It had a smell. That's when they started to blow. Not feeling well. From the bean burrito. Should have skipped the damn chalupa. You might not have made but super. Next time you pass the sign, say no. Even though it's grilled, so it's good to go. Lots of people got sick and wished that they owned a gun. So they could hunt down the people who think outside the bum. The pain from the cramps they felt deep in their gut. So next time they'll just go to Pizza Hut. Now Taco Bell. Their stomach started to blow. Taco Bell. A burning inside their throat. It had a smell. That's when they started to blow. Not feeling well. From the bean burrito. From Taco Bell. So which of these do you think I'm going to do first? Go back to Taco Bell for a fabulous meal or watch Shawshank Redemption? Hmm. One of these days I'll go back to Taco Smell. There's one not too far from me, but I'm just too lazy to go there. I like it. I don't apologize for liking it. I likes it. This is compelling crap from the fake Tom Jicka. WPRO talk show host John DePietro and Ron St. Pierre spar. Wow. There's trouble at the Salty Brine Broadcast Center, Rhode Island's self-proclaimed talk radio capital, uh. where accusations of guest poaching by the state's most famous felon escalated last week into an off-air confrontation between two WPRO personalities. The drama began last Thursday when former Governor Bruce Sunland spent an hour with morning drive time host John, the independent man DePietro, regaling listeners with his misadventures driving cars and flying airplanes. 
Then when midday host Vincent Chanchi Jr. followed the Petri onto the air, he and sidekick Ron St. Pierre asked Sunderland to come back into the studio to be on their show. The Petri objected that Chanchi and St. Pierre had violated an unwritten code among talk show hosts about approaching each other's guests. Ira Windbag would have been on there in a heartbeat, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. He wrote a note to a station manager, which found its way into St. Pierre's hands. That led to a confrontation between St. Pierre and DiPietro, during which the note, now crumpled up and with a metal staple attached, was hurled by St. Pierre and struck DiPietro in the left eye. Whoa. According to Peter Koch, chief executive of Koch Eye Associates, Koch said Tuesday that DiPietro suffered a corneal abrasion from the staple grazing his eye, forcing him to miss last Friday's show. Oh, my God, maybe he had a closing. <laughs> of the eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could be. Vincent Ragosta, a Providence lawyer who's handled workplace issues, confirmed that he's been hired to represent DiPietro in connection with an incident that occurred on June 10, 2009. But he declined to comment on whether DiPietro intends to finally police report. DiPietro also declined to comment. St. Pierre, a veteran radio presence in Rhode Island, declined to comment. Barbara Haynes, general manager of Citadel Broadcasting, which owns WPRO, uh, declined uh, to respond to a request for comment. On Monday, DePetro returned to his show sporting a black eye patch, and his guest was Providence Mayor David N. Ciccellini, a frequent target of Chanchi's. Ciccellini blasted the Providence Firefighters Union for torpedoing the planned visit of top Obama administration officials, including Vice President Joe Biden, to the U.S. Conference of Mayors Convention in Providence this weekend. Then it goes on and on and on about this and about that and about how they had a expletive-laced exchange at a furniture store where one guy was doing a live broadcast. But they sure get into it in Rhode Island, you know. What a boring place, I thought. But evidently, the talk radio there is very compelling, and they get into, like, you know, brawls. Huh, never Brawls been. in the halls. Maybe that's what we need a QM or some brawls in the halls. I mean, I, I recalled a lot of bizarre things that happened there over the years, but I don't recall anybody ever getting, like, into a brawl in the hall. Do you? Yeah, one time in Tampa, the morning show guy there, Seabass... Mm-hmm. Walked into the office and uh, he was choking his co-host. Really? Yeah, the general manager walked in too and fired him on the spot. He had the number one show in Tampa mornings. And then I had to work with the co-host, this yeah. chick uh, Marla Stone. Mm-hmm. I kind of uh, know why he was choking her. Bitch. Oh, man-hating. Oh, really? Yeah. She was kind of like Tom Likas in reverse. Yeah. And on a rock station, hating guys. Wow. Yeah. That'd be like on a sports station, hating guys. You know. Mm-hmm. Gay. CMAS from Weston says Joe Bell is no longer just the most recent in a long line of inept station managers you've made fun of on the air over long, excruciating years. He's a real threat to you in the Neil Rogers show. Recent events, such as the firing of George and the threat of Ding Dong School, demonstrate my point. <laughs> the threat of Ding Dong School. All right. Even the audience knows all about Ding Dong School. By preventing you from doing the Neil Rogers show, then threatening you because of poor ratings among sports nerds, he finally has shown his true colors. This is like stabbing somebody in the back with a big sharp knife and then complaining that they're bleeding all over the carpet. Watch your back, Neil, says Seamass from Weston. I feel like I've got a shiv in my back. Shiv with a V. The fake Jim DeFita says hockey is the best sport in the world, bar none. Best sport to play and watch. Sorry for being somewhat of a chronic. Yes, yeah, somewhat. Thanks for getting me into hockey, says the fake Jim. I, I didn't watch the game last night. I watched maybe, I don't know, five minutes, and I wasn't paying any attention to it. I just I just don't care. You know, if, if there are teams playing and you don't care, well, what's the point? 
Right. You have you have to watch it because it's the Stanley Cup Finals. Just like you, you're watching the NBA Finals. Are you a big NBA fan? I guess so. A little bit, and I like the magic. You like the magic? Yeah. You're supposed to say I like the heat. Yeah. I like the, the heat, magic. too. I like the heat, too. No, you don't. I like all the Florida teams. Here's the first race at Monmouth. And Eddie Castro are well in control here. Six horse, Mr. six five. Six five exacta. I'll bet a million dollars on it. Was task late to beat Let's get a lot more horse racing shows going. What do you say we can get Geldy at Calder and George back out there at Gulfstream? Sure. What do you say? Okay. Nine minutes till the first race at Belmont. We got Delaware Park, Suffolk Downs. Boy, I haven't been there in many, many years, but what a dumpy place that was. Out by the airport there in Boston. You ever been to Boston? I have. Oh, what a great city. Yeah, I love that city. And once upon a time, what great radio, too. And then even when we got into the talk era with WRKO, mm -hmm. let me tell you someday about how Jerry Williams got to put in his grave by Walter Sabo. The Walter Sabo, you know? Did he play well, third thanks. base for the Cincinnati Reds? Thank goodness at least we're not going to be consulted by Walter Sabo. Do you know this Christopher, whatever this guy's name is? Watkins? No, not Watkins. No. This uh, consultant that we're being, uh, we're going to be doing the mini. Um, oh no, I've never heard of him. Never heard of him, neither did anybody else. And at least it ain't what's his name there, Phil John Manelli in New York. Maybe John doesn't have any clients these days. Maybe that's why he's busy trying to like foist himself on this show. Get a life, John. Okay, quit bugging me with your uh, comments. I'm not interested. Oh, if you just would do these two things, did we get better callers today? By the way. Mm, no, not really. Well, let's see about this one. I'm sure it's not. QAM, hello. That is better. Yeah, that was much better than most. QAM, hello. <laughs> hey, Neil, are you taking calls today? Yeah. Let me hang up. I'll call you back. Bye. Okay. <laughs> that was good. I like that. That was excellente. I don't think there's anybody on line six. No, there's not. That uh, lines one through 100 are the uh, toll-free number, one eight seven seven. Seven eight five sixty three forty five. Nobody's going to remember that number. It's just not possible. In this, to which only line one rings anyway. No, I had to write Nate, it down. You what? I had to write it down, and I still oh, didn't too. know it. Long time ago. One eight seven 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 eight five sixty three forty five. It's just not conducive, especially for people in the car with their cell phones. Mm -hmm. How are they going to remember that? What? Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. And when they don't roll over, it's just, it, it's a grind. It's just, th this isn't what I, I had in mind. I thought when they finish the studio, that means everything will be ready to go, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I'm stupid. I haven't been through enough of this crap already for the last 11 and a half years. Like that first weekend I told you about when Greg Reed, when the going gets tough, Greg Reed gets going. And that was exactly what happened. He was positive we'd never get on the air that Monday morning. And we did. Corso worked till like 3, 4 in the morning that morning to get that makeshift studio down on the second floor in the old building, make it work. And that weekend, Greg packed his family into a plane, and they went to Chicago for a week to run away from what he thought was going to be a technical disaster. Spineless, cowardly, and you know what? He still looks pretty damn good in retrospect. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. Just had lunch at Burger King in South Florida, and uh, it was lovely. They uh, they have a bacon cheeseburger waiting for you. Mm -hmm, okay. Also, wait. Um, I think George should call in and talk to you and flee on the line because that would really piss off Joe Bell to hear that, and uh, I think it would be funny radio. Okay, great. 
Yeah. See him. What the hell was that? I think that was him. That was him? I think he stuck his finger in the wrong Rectum. hole. God. No, I, I don't think they care. They already told us they don't mind if we have George on every day, just as long as they don't have to pay him. Right. But I'm sure George is uh, busier and got more things to do than uh, entertaining the QM audience for free. You think? I would think so. Well, maybe you ought to confabulate with him about that. Maybe you could have him on as a guest next week when I'm on vacation. That sounds good. That sounds like a good idea? Yeah. You get caught up on what he's doing, where he's... Uh, Get you some good crap, stuff like that. Maybe he can bring you some good crap. Now, the only oh. problem is I would need a second mic in here at some point. Oh. Oh, are you complaining again about technical stuff? Well, let me just tell you right now, mister, that engineering staff works their ass off to get things done right away. That you're so critical of. Sorry. Yeah, if you could see some of these emails I'm getting from your demented friend, I mean, it's just, it, it just blows the mind. You, you think that this is somebody who's coming totally unglued and is just going to go ballistic one of these days. He's going to go postal up and down the hallway and start shooting people. I'm telling you. Don't let him get too close to any uh, firearms. That's my suggestion. It's the one to do our... One oh two at five sixty WQM. It's our gigantic one to two hour. I can remember when the one to two hour used to be really special. You know, mm -hmm. remember that? Yeah, I don't. Oh. I just thought I'd say it for you know to be compelling. This is kind of cute. PR Ralph sent this to me. The other stall. It shows a picture of two stalls in a tea room, public tea room. It says traveling down the interstate, needing to use the restroom. I stop at a rest area and head to the restroom. I was barely sitting down when I heard a voice from the other stall saying, Hi, how are you? I'm not the type to start a conversation in the restroom. I don't know what got into me, but I answered someone embarrassed, Doing just fine. And the other person says, So what are you up to? What kind of a question is that? At that point, I'm thinking, This is too bizarre. So I say, uh, I'm like you, just traveling. At this point, I'm just trying to get out as fast as I can when I hear another question. Can I come over? <laughs> oh. This question is a little bit too weird for me, but I figured I could just be polite in the conversation. I tell him, no, I'm a little busy right now. Then I heard the person say nervously, listen, I'll have to call you back. There's an idiot in the other stall who keeps answering all my questions. <laughs> wow. Is that beautiful or what? That's cute. Not hysterical. A little, little compelling, I would think, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. WQAM, hello. Another question. Can I come over? Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Yeah. How are you? Okay. <laughs> Neil, um, 
Uh, admittedly, I, I haven't I haven't listened in a while because uh, I'm kind Why of not? a sports hole. Um, I used to listen to you all the time right after you, you know, when you first came to QAM and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm ask, do, you, do you do the show, like, exclusively from Toronto now? Like, you don't even come to Florida? Is, is That's that correct. Is that what... That's correct. Well, I come to Florida once in a while, but I don't do any shows there. Oh, okay, but you still, you, your residence, I guess, well, whatever, you live in Toronto for the most of the part. Yeah. What, why? What, what, I mean, you don't like Florida anymore, or what? I hate Florida. <laughs> What do you hate? The, the blue hairs and plantation acres or whatever it is you live, or sunshine, sunrise, whatever, lakes? I love Florida. I hate the people. That's that's the difference. A lot you of love nasty, Florida, but you lot hate of the nasty, people. hostile people. And in Toronto, they're nice people? Yeah. It's a very okay. civilized city. It's a great city. Yeah, but it's cold as hell, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. I, I can survive it. I grew up in it. I can, uh, you know, weather, weather isn't what life is all about. Well, hey, when you're old, it is. <laughs> well, tell me. I'm old. I know old. Okay, pal. <laughs> There's another guy. He's going to give me a lesson on life. How can you stand it? How can you? I don't know. Majority of people live in cold weather in the U.S. and North in North America. You don't think? Yeah, I would think so. And Canadians, every Canadian that I've ever met has actually been really nice outside of uh, the uh, ones from Montreal. I'm not. Oh, the frogs. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying they're all nice people here. I mean, anywhere you go, especially where there's five million people, there's going to be a bunch of idiots and rejects and smelly, nasty people. But Generally speaking, it's a civilized place, and people are nice to you and polite. And uh, how's it going, eh? You know, hold the elevator for you, hold the door open, as opposed to what do you want? You like that? Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just called to say. Fake uh, gargler. I got a couple of compelling emails. All one right. from your friend Ron Brewer. Okay. Flea, I can't believe you're disclosing people's salaries on the air. Also, you guys talk about Flea, talk about us like we're your enemies. It's not like that from our side. Why be so hostile? Did Are we I talking s- about them like they're our enemies? I don't know. Did I sound hostile? And I was just guessing. I don't know what his salary is. Flea, you're correct about our deal, but you sounded really condescending when you spoke about Toast's pay. You said they don't pay much, like 50 or 60K. We always thought we were generous with our producers, and word is that they were the second highest-paid producers in the market behind George, who actually we used as a measuring stick because he was the longest-running producer in town. Mm-hmm. Maybe you make a lot more than that, but I'm not sure. Uh, you know that Steve is making close to what George is making, but being that he's the uh, executive producer and Toast is just a producer. Hmm. Says, I don't know what Jolly Joe is paying you, but if you think that 50 or 60K isn't, quote, uh, they don't pay much over there, if that's bad pay for a secondary producer, then I understand why they had to let poor George but go, probably to satisfy your salary. That's not even what I said. What did you say? Don't I get said, all defensive now. Don't, don't react to these emails, okay, like that. I said that he doesn't make enough money to be a right-wing nut. Oh. You don't have to make a lot of money to be. You think all the ditto heads who listen to Rush are making big money? No, but that would make, that's what makes them a bunch stupid. Redneck Yahoo schleppers. Right. It says, um, if that's bad pay for a secondary producer, I understand why they had to let poor George go, probably to satisfy your salary. Yeah. Thank you, Neil, says the pissed-off young Ron. I think this really is coming from the pissed-off young Ron. Sure sounds like it, and I guess I was really close to that ge- on that guess, huh? 50 or 60K, yeah. yeah. Don't be talking on the air about what people make. Well, I don't know how much he makes, I just guessed. The real Walter Sabo sends an email, whoa! Oh! Allegedly. Well, it's got his um, Sabo media, it's got his... Stuff at the bottom of the uh, email. Oh my God! Address and phone number. Of course, anybody anybody can paste that on anything. You know. Hi Neil, it's been a long time. Glad to hear that you're still alive and kicking. Says the real Walter Sabo allegedly. 
The recent developments in the radio industry are quite disturbing to me. I highly doubt the station wants to get rid of you. However, when your contract was signed, AIG was still in business, GM had all of their stores, and the economy was not in the toilet. You may have cut a deal that WQM could capitalize on. Research needs to be performed to determine if the arrangement is lucrative for both parties. I would hate to see you go out in a negative fashion. If times have changed, then you need to continue to be the professional that you are and plan on the last on-air Neil show. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's plan it. Let's get Clarence on the horn here. In the meantime, keep promoting NeilRogers.com as all Internet radio continues to increase in listenership. You may be able to cut out QM altogether in the future. I thought this was uh, allegedly Joe's good buddy. Anyway, it was a pleasure working with you in the past. I hope to help you in the future. You never helped me in the past, and you're not going to help me in the future, Walt Sabo. It was a pleasure working with you in the past. You should live so long. Snake, a real snake, like all consultants, a snake. Like I told you the other day, he would take the talent like me out to lunch and then probe them for all the information he could get and then go back to whoever was paying his salary, in this case, Buddy Bud Paxson, and spill the beans and everything you said. Right. Not to mention, uh, caused Jerry uh, Williams' heart attack in Boston. Jerry died because of Walter Sable. I know it for a fact. I had somebody define a consultant as someone who borrows your watch to tell you what time it is. Right, exactly. Very good. Well done. Broadcasters do it. Consultants tell them how to do it. And can't. Scott in Pinellas Park says, I used to work with Ron St. Pierre. He's a jerk. In Providence. He was down in South Florida as the PD of the Gator. I think he hired Seabass from Tampa to do mornings there. Cianci got booted from the governorship of Rhode Island for beating the Joyce out of some old guy who was pronging <laughs> Mrs. Cianci. Well, how do you like that? Hey. She was getting pronged. Maybe Chris Pronger. Kevin, Kevin in Miami Springs says about the email that Jolly Joe sent you about wanting the show to be more compelling. Big O can talk about the Dolphins' 99th round draft pick trying to make the team. This talk coming two months before the team even starts training camp, and Jolly Joe thinks that's compelling talk. But he gets on your case about making your show more compelling. If he really wanted to have a more compelling show, he never should have fired George. No offense to Flea, but he's no George. None taken. No George. I know. I have one suggestion to Jolly Joe about making the show more compelling. Fix this stupid signal so I don't hear rolling waves on my radio in Miami Springs anymore. Thank you, Neil, for making a compelling show, despite all the garbage Jolly Joe has thrown at you. Speaking of Rhode Island, boy, I'll tell you, Rhode Island to me is not very compelling. It's boring, but they're in the news big time. Rhode Island Senate overwhelmingly backs medical marijuana stores. Whether the Republican governor of Rhode Island likes it or not, medical marijuana patients in the state will likely soon be able to purchase their medicine from retail shops that specialize in cannabis and cannabis-infused medicinal products. Tuesday night, last night, the Rhode Island State Senate approved legislation by a vote of 30 to 2. Rhode Island has already approved medical marijuana, has licensed about 680 patients, according to local news station WPRI, but never actually legalized the state's the plant sale. State lawmakers approved the use of medical marijuana in 2006. However, they never legalized the sale of the drug. Under the current bill, Rhode Island would be the third state in the country and the first on the East Coast to approve marijuana dispensaries for medical patients, the station said. State Senator Rode Perry, Democrat of Providence, who sponsored the bill, told WPRI, sick patients and their caregivers shouldn't have to risk their safety and deal with criminals to get the relief they need. Rhode Island was compassionate enough a few years ago to recognize the benefit of marijuana for those who are suffering, and I'm proud that we're now taking the next logical and necessary step and recognizing that patients need a safe legal means to get it. Governor Donald Carcieri, Republican, who's been a longtime opponent of efforts to allow critically ill patients access to medical marijuana, is widely expected to veto the measure, confirmed in a brief interview Tuesday that he'll do the same thing I've done in the past. A year ago, he vetoed a compromise plan to study the concept. 
but both chambers have enough votes to override a veto. The House in May approved legislation of a vote of 63 to 5. And the state Senate 30 to 2 last night. State sponsor Rhoda Perry said that both chambers would likely override a veto if necessary before the session ends in the coming weeks. In 2006, January 2006, the Rhode Island General Assembly passed the temporary legalization of medical marijuana over the governor's veto. The assembly later made the law permanent again over the governor's veto. He's just a fly in the ointment. Slime ball. Dow is down 68 points, by the way. You compelled to buy We haven't heard from Maria Bartiroma in a long, long time. Mm-mm. Haven't heard from Maria. Maybe she's got wild, uncontrollable diarrhea. Oh, we're looking at 10 inches. All right. Seventeen at five sixty WQM, the world flaming Neil Rogers show. Boy, we used to be pretty good on this show, and now eh, I don't know, not so good, not so good. Guess where our signal goes? I just printed out the daytime coverage area for five sixty WQM. You know where ninety, at least ninety percent of our signal goes south into the ocean. Oh, that's good. I would say ninety-five percent of the uh, daytime coverage pattern. For WQ. So we get any uh, rubber rafters out there, anybody uh, aboard some yachts and ships and whatever, get them some of them meters and get them hooked up out in the ocean, because then they can hear it loud and clear. In the ocean. Yeah, in the ocean. Just amazing. There's this gigantic, I mean, huge bubble that goes away out there into the ocean. Did you ever know that? I did not. Google it. Google WQAM coverage area. And when you see the map, you're going to plot. Very strange. But then again, we're getting that new improved 80 billion uh, watt signal coming very soon. Or oh, not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe anything anybody says. Anybody. Oh, Greg Budell, the faker, is back. Any news on the move to 1470? No, not yet, Greg. Not any news on the move to oldies either. Although we've got Conquistador queued up. Enjoy the show today. Idea for you. Do a Radio Town meeting on the air to discuss the state of radio. You can have the South Florida Radio Legends on the air. Myself, Sonny Fox, Bill Tanner, Johnny Dark, 
Joey Reynolds, Kid Curry, Spider Harrison, Alice Rantel, Rick Spiderman, Steve Kane. It'll be compelling radio. Not myself. I'm, you know, I really wonder about some of these people. I think it could be the real Greg Budell. Does anybody like me? No, we all hate you, Greg. We hated you before, and we still hate you, even though you're now in Alabama. And you, you were a crappy waiter at the Sterling Country Kitchen, too. That's what Mom said. He was a he was a waiter at the Sterling Country Kitchen right next to Carriage Hills where my mom used to live. Mm-hmm. Greg Budell. Talk about the mighty fallen. But now he's in Alabama with a banjo on it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, I'm laughing because I just saw the coverage map. Yeah, what did I tell you? We must be huge in Haiti. No, Haiti is uh, much further away. <laughs> no, we're, we're huge in places where nobody lives and nobody, there's no people. We're big among dolphins, I'll bet. Yeah. I know Danny Boy used to listen to the show, at least when it was on IOD. I don't know if Danny Boy listens anymore. What do you think? Well, he probably listens to Joe as his buddy. Now, I'm not talking about listening to Joe. He's on with Joe like uh, 80 hours a week. And believe you me, when Jimmy is on, it's not real compelling. Or Danny, whatever his name is. Jimmy and Danny. Rodolfo says, in your poll today, you hint that George wants to earn 75 grand a year. Is this the average salary of someone who works on the radio? Is this high, lower, average? Well, it all depends on what your category you're talking about. Is this after a 20-year career? What does entry-level DJ make? <laughs> yeah, I would say... About 30, man. Dollars a week. Yeah. No wonder shows have terrible talent. They don't pay people enough. I'm shocked. Hard to believe that the Joe Bell nickel and dimes for these kinds of amounts. If they're hurting for those figures, the radio station might be in great financial distress. Hey, I hate to break the news to you, Rodolfo. Just about all businesses are in great financial distress. We're in a freaking depression. The Dow's down 70 points. Nobody's got two nickels to rub together. I'm going to Woodbine at two and plunge my guts out. Hopefully find a good machine, man. I sat there yesterday afternoon for an hour and a half, and I didn't get squat. I didn't lose a whole lot. I lost I lost some, you know. But I just didn't get squat. And you keep punching that button and punching that button and punching that button, and then you get a spin. 25 bucks. Oh, my God. Of course, that's not very compelling. Who is it that said that? Oh, that was uh, the fake Petey Lenny. Mm-hmm. We've even got a fake Petey Lenny now who doesn't have the balls to put his real name on that scathing email that I read earlier. Scathing. Thank God we found out it wasn't the real Petey Lenny, our close personal friend. At least that's what he claims. That's what George says. Although I have a better instinct for things like this than George. I, I, I told George about certain people long before he ever bought into it, you know? He was in denial. Mm-hmm. Being a much nicer person than I am, being a little more easygoing with people and a lot more, you know. I think the word I'm looking for is gullible. 717 votes on the poll. It's only 20 after one. We we can get 750 if we really push it. That would be good for a poll that started not that long ago. Maria Bartiromo says, I'm here. I thought you were a fan of mine. I would have realized I was in Russia covering that ec- their economy last week. Panamaychi Paruski? I will send you some market commentary on Friday for our Invest for Your Future Friday segment. Yeah, that should goose us up, Maria. Maybe we ought to give that a shot. What do you think? Not? No. In the meantime, have a great rest of the week and make sure to hedge your dollar position because it's not looking good for the greenback. Oh, bad news for Maria. I'm going to have screaming diarrhea. That loony starts going back up again. I'm screwed.
Oh, Johnny Dolan. I, I think he's. I think this is him. He's writing from home. He's out of work. Just visited the Walter Sabo site. He's promoting compelling content on his website. Anyway, he also has a store in which you can buy junk. The Frog. Some stupid-ass T-shirt. Radio Coffee with a coffee mug. Oh, my God. Career Builder Guide. Special for on-talent only. <laughs> oh, career Builder Guide from Walter Sabo. Oh, brother. He's promoting compelling content as well. So where do you think Jolly Joe got that expression from and all that bull crap? Hmm. Couldn't be from his close personal buddy Walter Sabo, could it? Just remember one thing, and this is the truest thing that anybody has ever said. In life, there are no coincidences. I had one in my mouth once. All right. Inside my company car, I got the figures and tax and eat out of my hand. I'm gonna make it you a radio star. I'm Walter Sabo, baby. I can do anything I wanna do. I'm your consultant woman, <laughs> and I'm gonna be consulting you. I'm giving that for on a crap show and a formula. I've got the formula. I've got the power to mold and control. Out in Hollywood, and I don't care if your ratings are low, just as long as you can stroke me good. I'm Walter Sabo, baby, and you'll do anything I want you to. I'm your consultant woman, spread your legs when I desire you. I'm gonna bone ya, own ya, dumb slot, get a real job. That's why I'm a consultant, cause I'm just an ass. Wow, clown. 1.30, guess what Walter is uh, promoting on his website? Johnny Dolan is right. Hmm, what? It says, compelling content for all media. Right there on the front page. Compelling content for all media. Oh. Ask us what's next. Click here to see the new Sabo media brochure. Oh, by the way, shooting at U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington, D.C. Security uh, guard and two other people attacked. Hmm. Sabo media. Oh, and i got to scroll down. And there he is. There is a picture of smiling Walter. Oh, my God. Clients tell us what they need, and we follow their agenda. For new radio formats or format changes, we bake from scratch. They're scratching it. Oh, brother. Goes on and on. And Jersey 101.5, 97.1, KLSXLA. Real Radio 104.1, we know where that is, WTKS. Isn't that where we're going to WTKS in Orlando? That was the rumor that he started, no doubt? Yeah, that's what I heard. 729 votes on the poll. We're going to get 750 by 2 o'clock, or we're going to go on strike. Going to go on a hunger strike. You first. Of course, in your case. Now, now, do you look forward to eating? Or, I mean, you know, when you're eating vegetarian, you're eating crap. So. Yeah, I eat all the time. I just had a nice Quiznos sub. It was good. With with the bread? Oh, yeah. And, and guacamole? Cold cuts, cold cuts and cheese? It was good. It was toasty. I got a brochure from Quiznos in the other room. They deliver, you know. Yeah, that's There's awesome. one, like, right down the street from me. 
The only thing is I shouldn't be eating all that bread, you know? Right. Candy is so much tastier. But nevertheless, the fake Aaron Summer says, I just tuned in, so I'm not sure if you covered this. Yes, we did. But last night, LaBastard was trashing you. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Called you a coward for not protecting your producer and reading the ratings on here when you did well. But have, when you have nobody listening, nobody at all, you won't read the ratings, blaming it on your boss. Well, when have we failed to read the ratings? Liar. Liar. BS artist. The same person you uh, rip for four hours every day. Hasn't tried in years, he said. That's right. I come in, I don't try. I just mail it in. boy, Danny boy. You know, it's really interesting how obsessed they are with this show. Obsessed. I've heard him for like ten minutes in my life. Total. And it was really Bush League. It was crap. Garbage. Do you, do you, have you heard him at all, a bastard? Yeah, I've heard it. You find it entertaining, amusing? At times. Really? Yeah. He's got moments. I'm, I haven't heard those. But but why is it that they're so fixated on the show and his good buddy and executive producer, Mark Hockman, is listening right now, you can bet your life on that, and is obsessed with this show. Obsessed. If I'm so bad, I haven't tried in years. You know, Just keep repeating all the same stupid cliches. He's mailing it in, he hasn't tried in years, yada, 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 you know. The cliché du jour. WQAM, hello. Mayor, what's up, buddy? Yes, sir. How you doing? All right. I got a question for you. What do you yes. call a guy that doesn't know anything, doesn't talk about anything, and he's just there for nothing? His name is Flea. Good. Yeah. Good. 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 Weak. Weak. Go Weak back shot. to pumping gas, dude. Yeah. QAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the pressure got to him, huh? The pressure got to him. I do like that line 11, though, I will say that. Most of the phone lines don't work, and the phone is all screwed up really badly, but I do like line 11. Because we've never had a line 11 before. Yeah. Does the bat line work? I'm sure it does. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the same bat line we talked to Dave Johnson on before the Belmont? No, it's not. When he and I both gave our wrong pro, uh, pro, um, predictions? Yeah, we were back Humper in the... Humper was on there, too, with that stiff piece. What? Yeah, we were back in the other studio then. No. But now we're in our new studio, oh! and some of the stuff actually works. You, you Just be patient, okay? When you come back from vacation, everything's going to be hunky-dory. Like mm -hmm. Jim Dory, number eight, Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. Let's get a little more hockey-intensive. So the seventh and final game is when? Good question. Maybe tomorrow? I'll look. Thursday night? Tomorrow night, because they played on a, a Tuesday. So in Detroit, no question about that, the seventh and final game. Penguins stayed alive. Two to one win last night. That uh, you went after Ray Emery, went after him right now. Uh, you obviously have Biron and Nidamaki that were unrestricted free agents to be. What was your main reason for going after Ray Emery, Paul? Well, Ray's a guy that we've liked for a long time uh, as a goaltender. Um, How about as a, uh, a goalpost, as a goaltender? Oh, my God. That was pretty compelling, wasn't it? Oh, we liked yeah. him as a goaltender. Mm -hmm. We loved Red Kelly as a forward and defenseman, though. Okay, now what are you looking up? When Game 7 is. Tomorrow night in D Detroit. There you go. Hockey Town. WQAM, hello. What's going on? Your signal's pretty clear uh, where I'm at. Where is that? I'm inside a conch shell. 
<laughs> All right. Best call of the week so far. We've had a couple of doozies, but that was good. Although I did like the engineer that called in the other day and explained all of that. He went through that whole technical thing about one side of the band is going here, and we're, we're fighting with the Castro signal from Cuba. That's what those waves are. It's the QAM signal against the Castro signal, and so far in Dade County, at least parts of it, we're losing. We are losing. WQAM, hello. That was short and sweet. Strange. Yeah. QAM, hello. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I'll die in this market, Roger. QA, QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay. Hey, I was just curious. Whatever happened to George in that 790 thing? I'm sure he's still working on it. Oh, man. You know, I think I'm pretty sure that Flea is the chigger in the woodpile, man. You think, think so? He sidled up to George, learned the trade, and then he just ousted him out. He's got to be in Joe's back pocket. Yeah. Oh, he is. Well, mm-hmm. Like a mouse. Well, uh, we're hoping to get you back down here for another appearance, man. It would be great. Didn't okay. Come to the last one, you know. Take it easy. By, by the way, Game 7 is Friday at 8 o'clock. Friday at 8 p.m.? Yeah. Wow. On Hockey Night in Canada, no doubt. And on uh, Versus. Who's carrying it in the States? NBC? I think they are. Let me see if it says. It doesn't say, but I think NBC is carrying it. No. Oh. I'm sure that's of great interest to a lot of people in this audience. Not. We love the Red Wings. They win a lot. How about the Panthers? Anybody interested? No. Oh. Yes. Did he def- sell it yet or what? No, he's trying to. But, yeah, it's definitely on NBC. Game seven. Yes. Red Wings and Pittsburgh Penguins side three games. Let's get somebody different in there. How about Leafs? There you go. They suck. They're pathetic. It's also on CBC. I'm guessing that's Canadian, huh? Yeah, that's correct. It's on the CBC. You want to hear a little bit of the CBC? They don't. You well, they do. They lay that all kinds of words go on here on the CBC over the air. Hmm. <coughs> to know that somebody uh, at the helm has a steady hand. Oh, in Nova Scotia, uh, the NDP really wins a majority. Around the issues of what uh, the NDP. They're not liberal. They're not conservative. They're kind of like neither fish nor fowl. You know what I mean? They're like fowl. The future. And I think all of that is why it resonated. Oh, she sounds so Canadian, and she's got that real dikey look, you know, with the gray hair and the whole deal. Oh, yeah. Why yeah. is it that there's so many dikey Canadian women? Really butch, macho, macho ladies. I think maybe because there's so many Canadian dikes. That might have something to do with it. 736 votes as we press towards 750. It's been a long time since we've had a goal, something to shoot for. What would happen if George and Neil were on different stations at the same time? 736 votes. 357 say they'd listen to Neil. Almost half. I'd switch back and forth depending on my mood. 178. Who cares as long as George pulls down his 75 grand? 97. It would be stupid. 50. I'd listen to George. 37. And it would make for fun ratings. Ratings book day. 17. We don't want to talk about those ratings because we don't have any. Let me say it again. That's 0.5. That's the DA and his buddy. Oh. Point. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. Don't you think that's worth a little investigation? How come he gets such oh, point? Oh, you know what I mean? Consistently? Because George, and you both have told me he's a good guy, and he sounds, you know, he sounds, he doesn't sound like some illiterate ex-jock on the air, like some of the people. I don't want to mention any names, Kimba. But uh, you know what I mean? He sounds yeah. like a broadcaster. Yeah, he's good at that. So how come nobody will listen to him? Oh, point. Oh, well, you think the signal's bad during the day? It's non-existent at night. We can't complain about our signal tonight because we don't have one.
Hamburgues de boca son hechos de testículos, de testículos. Join the NRA, shoot your gun today. Have yourself some down on Christian fun. Blow your friends away, we'll back you all the way. Defending your right to own a gun. When you think of all the benefits you're getting, life will be sweeter when you pack your heater. And carry a license to be deadly. Come on and join today. Aim for the knees, aim for the chest, and always aim for the head in case they're wearing the best. Sharpen your skills, give more fun, we'll be there to defend your right to hold a gun. Come on and join today, and you'll be proud to say you're a member of the NRA. Oh, I got another one from your buddy Ron Brewer. Okay. And the best news of all is, my paycheck is in the bank. Oh, oh we right. don't care about your money. You're making all that big money. Yeah, it's in the bank. Just got the message from Garcia from down there. Got some, just, wouldn't it be something if we went out with a bunch of good news today? Yeah. Well, I can tell you right now, this can't be from Ron Brewer. Why is that? Because it's 145. He's napping by now, for sure. It, when, when you hear it, you'll know it's from him. Okay. Then they will fear you. When they know you're getting real, uh, well, at any rate, Tim in uh, Miami says, your signal is coming in clear now. This is in downtown Miami. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. If somebody could actually hear us, maybe somebody would listen. Although I doubt it. Terrence says, have you guys heard the uh, or played the new George Rodriguez 2 and a man with no job yet? Flea has it from KJ. I hope they let you play it. It's killer and it's great. Why would they not let us play it? Oh, I don't know. I do have that. He gave it to me on a disc. Longtime station jock supporter and KJ band member Terry Bagby. Maybe we can play it tomorrow. Yeah, l listen to it. Screen it first because it might have some. Although KJ doesn't usually put, you know, stuff in this. You know what I mean? I'll have it ready for tomorrow. Have it ready. Or not. Here's the one from your buddy Ron Brewer. Okay. By the way, anybody doesn't know Ron Brewer, he's uh, the Ron from Paul and Ron in the morning on uh, Big. Young Ron. Old Ron. <laughs> Paul and Old Ron. How old is Ron? He's got to be in his 50s. Old. Not as old as me, though. Then again, nobody is. Says Flea, Toast is a Connecticut kid who comes from money. True. He was always a Republican anyway. He's the only one on the show that's a right winger, so it adds to the show. I think you forget, but we sometimes stage stuff just to make it a little more funny. I mean, you did work with us. Don't know any other Fleas on the radio, but I could be wrong. And by the way, you did sound very condescending when you said, Toast is on with Paul and Ron, but they don't pay much over there. Is that what you said? I didn't say that, but okay. We have 740 votes on the poll. We need 10 more between now and 2 o'clock to get to 750, in which case we get to come back tomorrow. It says, I'm not sure if this is coming from Steve. He hasn't complained to us if it is. Paul and I would like to know about it because we actually do care and make sure our producers are contractually protected. That's a shot. Yeah. That's a shot not just at me, but at Norma. We love Steve. Wouldn't want to lose him. So if this is coming from him, I'd like to know about it. No, Steve says he's happy there. He likes it. He's well Steve paid. Steve likes it. Okay, Ron, just yeah. relax. This, right. this is like a private conversation back and forth. I know. Just call me. <laughs> between you and your buddies at uh, Big. But, Flea, don't talk about people's salaries on the air. You're putting yourself in a tough situation with your friends. Okay, sorry. Don't do it. I won't. And I just Bad guessed. Bad form, Flea. I just guessed. I guess I was really close. 
Yeah, what difference does it make? Talk about people's salaries on here. I think it's very, it's in poor taste. Yeah. Gunfire in and around the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum today wounded at least one person, the D.C. Fire Department official said. Alan Edder, the department spokesman, said another person was injured, but it wasn't clear whether that was from the gunfire. Emergency vehicles converged on the scene near the Capitol Mall. According to U.S. Park Police spokesman David Schlossel, there's one shooting suspect, and he thinks uh, the person is contained. Crazy people with guns. That's the American FM way, baby. That's what it's all about. This, this is a great short and sweet and to the point. A great email from Scott. Words of wisdom for Jolly Joe. He says, it's not how much you've killed QAM in the last 10 years, but how much you've killed QAM in the last 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Those are words from Walter Sabo, I bet. It's compelling. It's really compelling. So now what are you going to be doing next week when I'm on vacation? Are you going to be doing uh, some ding-dong school with Clarence now that he'll be back? Uh, I guess. 2.15 2 every... Are you serial? I don't know. If they make me, what can I say? What do you mean if they make you? You sound like... I thought I was the wimp. I thought I was supposed to be, according to LeBastard, I was the wimp for not uh, saving George's job, which I really wasn't able to do. He tried. But talk about a wimp. You'll, you'll do basically whatever they tell you, won't you? Well, if my bosses are telling me I have to go to a meeting, what do I say? <laughs> Your mama. 741 on the pool. Boy, they're trickling in now, 742. They're, they're pouring in by the ones. If we don't make 750, boy, it's going to be a real, real shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, this this is maybe the most tragic email. Not, not the worst, the most pathetic. Carney says, calls are back. Hey, Neil, now that the calls are back, do you think it would be okay to have the Human Resources Department here at my um, job call you in regard to my references? I put you on there when I got hired, and they tried many times to get in touch with you at the Suck Neil number. I'm worried about keeping my job now, and last week they... Um, did something about verifying my relationship with you since you never picked up before. All you have to do is tell them you read my emails on the air and that I'm famous and stuff. He's famous and stuff. I will owe you forever for this favor. We'll wash your car or something. You'll be saving my ass, dude. Please let me know if they can call. And when they ask for you, will you play along and just say Carney's a good guy? <laughs> is that pathetic or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beyond pathetic, isn't it? Yeah. By the way, on the set it says Lee for Flea's email. Like, is that his real name, Lee? Yeah, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Thanks and love you, Flea, too, says Carney. It's not going to get the job done, Carney, saying thanks and love you. Oh, I never got to this story about the hunt for the million-dollar mattress and the Israeli woman. No. Do I have time? Yeah, i got time. Somewhere in an Israeli dump lies a mattress stuffed with a million dollars. An Israeli woman mistakenly threw out a mattress with a million bucks inside, sending off a frantic search through tons of garbage at a number of Israeli landfill sites, Israeli media reported today. The woman told Army Radio that she bought her elderly mother a new mattress as a surprise Monday, threw out the old one, only to discover that her mother had hidden her life savings inside the mattress. She was identified only as Anath, a resident of Tel Aviv. When she went to look for the mattress, it had already been taken by the garbage man, she said. Subsequent searches at three different landfill sites turned up nothing. The, is, the Israeli daily, Yediot Aronot, published a picture of the woman searching through garbage at a dump in southern Israel. Yitzchak Borzba, the dump manager, told the radio station his staff was helping the woman, saying she appeared totally desperate. She's desperate over here. 
He said the mattress was hard to find among the 2,500 tons of garbage arriving at the site every day. He said he increased security at the site to keep would-be treasure hunters at bay. For her part, and Ott said it could be worse, people have to take everything in proportion and thank God for the good and the bad, she said. Yeah, thank God I threw the mattress out with a million dollars in it. Wow. Talk about shooting people. My God. Oh, we got 7.53 on the pole. All right. Oh, I'm telling you, we're ending on a really high note today, baby. Right. Oh, yeah. That Dan bastard with his big stupid mouth. And that, and that Stu Gotts, when he was on this station, you know what I used to say about him? He doesn't belong on the air even to say hello. Or goodbye. Goodbye, maybe, but not hello. And he still doesn't. And even the people who like that show would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Stu Gotts. Talent, no Gotts. He used to be the GM there. Yeah, I know. Well, every, everybody <laughs> that went over there was a big shot. You know, yeah. a wannabe, big shot. Mm -hmm. I guess his daddy's got a lot of money. Like Toast. You think? That, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's a rumor. Daddy got a lot of money. We got time for one more here. It says, "What the hell is DA screaming about? The holidays are coming." What, what does that mean? Oh, it's a, it's an out of date spot. Out of date spot on the streaming. Oh my God! You made a mistake. No, it wasn't me. I don't do oh. those. Who's responsible for that? Traffic. I thought we didn't have any. Miami Town. Yes, yes. At 560 WQAM. All right. Now, 560 WQAM presents the QAM Road Crew. To reach Depot and the rest of the crew, visiting hours are 12 to 3 p.m. on Sunday. For conjugal visits, 4 to 6 p.m. on leap year. Now, here's Depot and the QAM Road Crew. I, uh, I'm sorry I can't get to your calls right now. I'm, uh, I'm a little busy picking up this trash here on the side of the road. Who are you talking to, Defoe? Oh, just, uh, maintaining a little dignity here. So, that's what everybody loves about you, Defoe. Yeah. Start looking busy. Here comes the screw. Hey! We ain't running a social club here! Get back to work! Get back to work! Well, sir. You missed the candy wrap over here. Yo!